0: Hey everyone and welcome to Quarantine in the Multiverse, potentially for the last ever time. This is our, our short, limited run podcast to fill in the gaps between comic books coming out, because this is usually a DC Comics podcast called Comics from the Multiverse. Uh, but joining me here today, because I'm Peter of course, and joining me is Matt. Hey, what's up? And Connor's here too. Yeah, yeah, still not getting rid of me. Yes, as, as try as I might. <laughs> it
1: does <laughs> no matter how much we quarantine Connor just hangs around yeah
0: uh, <laughs> so this is uh, normally caused from the Multiverse uh, our final week here of quarantine we'll do kind of what we've been doing before we'll talk about what movies we've been watching wrestling uh, what comics we've been reading uh, for the main event before that though I have made another quiz although this one has different rounds to shake it up a little bit so it's not all just comics uh, but it's fun stuff fun stuff we'll see who wins and you know another even...
1: fix is in if there's a whole Twin Peaks category
0: <laughs> well, interesting you say that, Matt, because the, the first and last couple of rounds uh, are for both of you, but there is a couple of little short rounds in the middle that are one's just for Matt and one's just for Connor. So uh... <laughs> I'm
2: so sick of quizzes. I never want to see another quiz in my life.
1: Hey, look. Connor's like, I graduated from college. <laughs> I thought I was done with quizzes. Quizzes are fun if they're about stuff you like.
2: No? You're not the one doing the
1: quizzes. <laughs> Uh, I feel like you might like it more if you weren't losing.
2: <laughs> no, it's just I, I generally get bored of quizzes quite
0: quickly. It's uh, on a losing yeah. streak. I mean, the people like it. The people. This has been the most favourite part of the show since we've had no comics. So, <laughs> buckle in. Buckle in. Uh, before we start, though. So. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's any DC news. I mean, I, I know there was release lists for the end of May, but I mean, we can talk about those the week before they hit. But there was, we do have. Did we talk about that last week? We may have talked about that last week. Um, uh,
1: I think, but they, got, actually, like, they actually, they actually put dates on these now,
0: yeah.
3: uh,
1: that weren't there last week, where we kind of heard, you know. But like, feel like I remember, uh, Fall had seven. Yeah, those, yeah i mean, it here if you
2: want to just run yeah. through it real quick. Sure, okay. it's starting to look like it's getting to a more normal amount. But, uh, so I May 19th, so. which yeah, is, again, so. still Tuesdays, has a uh, Deceased Unkillables issue 3, uh, Dollhouse Family 6, uh, Flash Giant 4, Plunge 3, uh, Jimmy Olsen 10, Red Hood Outlaw 45, Wonder Woman 755, and a third printing of Year of the Villain isn't 3. Yeah, which is um,
1: good, which means I can finally get my copy.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, who still needs that? I mean, a, it's it's Me!
1: <laughs> I'll take I'll, any printing,
0: because I just need it in my collection. I wasn't expecting... Oh, I just noticed, OBS, I must have got a new
2: update, because there's a little red light next to the recording. I oh, like that. Yeah. It tells me that it's... Oh, you, you record? Does this mean this should avoid all the times where you go, oh, shit, I wasn't recorded for 20 minutes? It's yeah. really
0: obvious that I'm recording There's a little red light. You can see it there at the bottom. Um, uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's nice. Anyway, uh, I was going to say... Uh,
2: I wasn't expecting you to tell me the reprints. I was just expecting the new comics. I model, mean, right? It's all in the same list, so I just—I got to the end yeah. and then realized it was a third printing after I'd kind of. I uh, see. So yeah. you... I'm used but to reading off the Diamond list to skip these ones, sort of on autopilot. Yeah, <laughs> so... yeah. So... Then um, May 26th. This is actually, you know, a much more meaty week as well because there's still, like, you know, that's a. Yeah. Not a huge week. There's still some but, noble emissions, though,
0: because there's no Batman in any of these weeks. So uh, that's coming I in June.
2: That is coming the first week of June. We had, from, yeah, we've had that on Twitter. Was, but... was the uh, the Diamond list that that isn't finalised, but looks like it should be there.
0: But notably, like you know, there's there's still absences from these couple of weeks. Where oh, there's it's been a while since we had this. Because there's, there's no like Strange Adventures, for example.
2: I don't think is there. No.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so what we've got on the, the 26th is Aquaman 59, Basketful Ahead 7. Batman Beyond forty three, Books of Magic nineteen, uh, Flash seven five four, He Man Master of the Universe Multiverse sorry six, Justice League forty five, Lolo Woods issue five, uh, Suicide Squad five, Team Titans forty one, The Terrifics twenty seven, and uh, a couple of giants.
0: Yeah, uh, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, we got some books. Obviously, it's clearly coming weekly. Marvel even announced their return dates. They're starting at the end of May, May twenty seventh. Although they're skipping a week after that
2: before they do the next uh, week, but. No, they're skipping every other week, essentially. Um, uh, so Marvel have put up their list between the end of May and, and like middle of July. And what they're doing is one week of new books, and then the second week is trades, and then new issues, yeah. and then trades.
0: Well, I was going to say, yeah, because there is stuff scheduled technically for the week after the second week. But yeah, it's just trades. Um, if you look at comics lists, which I look at sometimes for the extended forecast, they, they, that's what they've got up just now. Uh, so Marvel have got books coming back as well. So it does feel like we're getting to some kind of normality with comic books. Um, but there is some more interesting news at least for some of our audience. This doesn't affect the, the, the US folk or anyone outside of Europe Or I'm not even sure if this applies to mainland
2: Europe to be honest um, uh, It hasn't done yet. They might do just to bring it into parity. Let me see what it is first before you add <laughs> yeah. details on I'll just tell you what it, what it hasn't
0: <laughs> Right so and the reason why I'm, I'm saying it's weird that it's not affected Europe because the, 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 the original part of this did affect Europe So you may remember about a month or two ago Uh, all the prices uh, for digital comics in Europe uh, went up significantly. Like Not just a little bit, they went up, they skyrocketed. Well, the good news is, for people in the UK, is that just today, uh, they've officially went back down in price. Not to where they were before, that was never going to happen, but uh, the parity with physical books, give or take, depending on where and how you get them, uh, because obviously that varies wildly in the UK, it's not like the US where everything's Uh, Mm $2.99. It varies from shop to shop, uh, mail-out service to mail service. Um, they're now cheaper than pretty much everywhere uh, physically, especially once you include postage for the mail-order stuff. I know some mail-order stuff, the books themselves, are technically still cheaper, but once you include postage, it actually I puts think, them over.
2: I think it depends on which mail-order service you use. If you get one of the cheap ones and order in a reasonable-sized order uh, when they combine the postage. T- t- yes, technically,
0: if you only get your comics delivered like once a month, you can maybe save a little on the postage
2: to put it back down under, but most people who really care about their comics want them weekly. So. No, no, it's true, but even, even those, there are some people who order enough books weekly that, said, that it still works out cheaper.
0: That said, that is only the mail-order services. If you're going into a store, which admittedly you can't do right now, but the prices for going into a store and buying a comic, it is now cheaper again to buy them digitally, because 3 dollars comics on Comixology for UK are now three nineteen, which is still a big... Chunk more than what it was before but it's much less than what the newer price was at 3.99 it actually halves what the increase was pretty much give or take which is pretty good the reason for this of course is that the uh, the vat uh, which was something that books in the uk don't pay on which is the the sales tax essentially just to translate it for other people um the sales tax didn't apply to books they were always exempt from sales tax but digital books were not exempt however uh, that has now changed, and no longer do they have to, since, uh, you know, uh, pay for tax on them. And what's interesting, though, because I was worried that this was just because of the virus, right? That they were just doing a temporary thing because oh. of the virus. Luckily, when I looked into this earlier today, uh, this was happening later this year anyway, and the virus has simply made them fast-track it because people will benefit from it earlier uh, during the, their time of need. So the good news is, is that this is permanent, and the, this new price of $3.19 for a 3 comic in the UK is going to hold, at least until they decide to put the price up for whatever other reason. But given that they just put them up,
2: it's probably holding for a while. Yeah, um, this is a reasonable price. I think I'm, I'm a quite cynical still about the motivation of if the pricing, knowing that this was coming later in the year, and, and Amazon and Comicsology as companies will have known this was coming. I, I suspect they increased them so that when this came into effect and they lowered it, they could look like the good guys again. Like, oh, hey, you know. Do you know you say that you say that you're being cynical thinking that I actually think that's quite smart. <laughs> now, admittedly,
0: I wouldn't have put it up as early as this, but if you're at it this way, right, they know the price is going to have to, uh, like, oh, sorry, let, let me. Uh, there's a key detail in here that I need to say to say why I think this is smart. The pound versus the dollar has been plummeting for the last several years, right? Ever since about 2016, four years, yeah. yeah, 2016, ever since Brexit sort of happened or started to happen. There's, pretty much since the day after that vote, yeah. the the pound has plummeted. And we have been lucky in that they've not raised their prices when they should have. Everything else did. Physical comic book shops did raise their prices. Every other thing under the sun has raised their prices in the last four years to accommodate this price difference, uh, the exchange rate difference, right? The value of the pound. Uh, so they were overdue putting the prices up. And I think it is quite smart to do it around the same time as the VAT going away because it kind of nullifies some of the increase, right? Um, yeah. Now, should they have done it this early compared to when the increase was going to happen or the the, the, the VAT decrease was going to happen? Yeah, okay, it was a bit early. But I, do, I part
2: of me thinks from a strategic point of view, this made sense. It's I, bit,
0: um, you know... You know uh.
2: I, I get what you confirm. I'm going to disagree slightly on where you say that uh, it was too early. I think they did it early. F- they, they weren't anticipating... It happening you know right now that's they thought they had another you know four or five months with the idea being everyone will have gotten used to this price by then and then oh then it'll seem like a, a price cut whereas right now it still feels like well i mean it's still more than it was two months ago uh, even though it's better so i think that's actually just unfortunate for them that it happened so soon after they raised it um Honestly, I'm pretty happy with this new price. I mean, obviously,
0: cheaper's better. I-, I missed the old price, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it was better. Like, I'm not going to
2: yeah. debate that. Honestly, the next on my shit list in terms of comiXology is uh, is down to DC's current sale pricing. So out, DC. Go back to what you were doing before. I think that's just changed for good. I don't think you're getting that back. Um, I know, it's but terrible. From the looks of it, what used to be 3 in
0: a regular sale is now like 4 and 50 something what-
2: and then it goes up from there, seemingly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those are six dollar books when they're in sale. Yeah. Uh, used to be four pound for us and is now about four fifty odd as opposed to two days ago where it was six pound.
0: Yeah, and of course the alternative here is that DC, though, don't have that consistent sales price across the board now. Now they do it more like Marvel, where the size of the page count essentially dictates what the sales price is. So a lot of the bigger books are much more expensive still. Uh, yeah. Honestly, the value for what's there is quite good. Uh, the way I look at this is that we were kind of like getting away with highway robbery for several years and they have just decided to stop letting us away with it. And this is very similar to Steam uh, video games, in which, for years, their sale prices for, for big games was ridiculous. And now we've kind of gotten used to it not being as good, but still obviously very fair from a value perspective. So, it sucks because we're used to it being great, but...
2: Yeah, it, it, it means I won't impulse buy things yet. As like much. right now.
0: You're going to get used to it, uh, though. Eventually, no, I will. Eventually, this will feel fine.
2: My 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 only little <laughs> glimmer, of hope the, the the moment where I will truly accept this is it and I'm crushed and just buy them at whatever price they're on sale for, is uh is November when it gets to the Black Friday sale where they did, you know the huge mm-hmm. line wide everything was even cheaper because it was instead of three ninety nine things were down to two ninety nine. Um, uh, uh, that was you know for the last two years yeah, it's been great sale.
0: For argument's sake, that new super low price at Black Friday is four pounds per book, and that's the, the, the now the bottom. Like,
2: yeah, I you know, ain't that bad. No, no, it's not. but I mean, if everything goes down to that, like, because mm. that's what they did in those Black Friday sales. They went everything went down to the two ninety nine instead of $3.99 I don't know if they will though. I can I can see the bigger ones, though. Those bigger, like you know, trades I, that are normally
0: at twenty plus pounds. I can see them being more like eight during that sale.
2: I can as well, but this is what I'm saying. That's that's the moment where my my hope will just be crushed, and that's it. I'll just accept that that's, this, this is, is the sale price. Yeah, this is what comics cost now. We just have to live with it. Yeah, yeah. Until then. I will be like, I mean, I'll buy if I really want it, otherwise I'll just read it on DC Universe. And there's still, I mean, there's the stuff I know that I'm, I'm wanting because we're going to do it in previously or whatever,
0: or, you know, I'm b- buying Marvel Trades just now. um, Like... You and do still stuff... read Marvel Trades. Um, I was reading a Marvel Trade today, I'll talk about that later. Uh
2: oh, <laughs> It only took until do. the last episode of Quarantine for to read something. Do
0: you know what it is? I think finally having dates for both companies coming back has put me in a accomplishment. It's, it's made me realise that I missed them, and I'm like, oh...
1: Comics. Also the my, fact my, mind you I was like I've been like a buzzsaw. Yeah. Taking in comics. <laughs> uh, the comics. Uh, the fact that uh I got a new
0: computer monitor this week, that's a higher resolution, and my and my comics now look amazing on it. Is also a bit of a
2: factor it's so like...
1: weird to me. You guys read on the, like like
2: ah oh, it's so good, no, man, no, you got no, high resolution. I, I'm with you because my I used to read, I have a like a you know, a 10-inch tablet, and yeah. it, you know, it's a, like a, a reasonable quality I used to read on that, and that was a a good reading experience. But once I got like a proper, like sized screen at the desktop that didn't feel like I was compromising for a comic. Yeah. But
1: here's the thing. Text. I like, I like to sit on my couch in, and prop up with my tablet when I'm reading. Yeah, you know, I, I do too sometimes, but here's you the know? thing is that, one of
0: the things I hate about digital comics is two-page spreads. I hate that it's smaller or I have to zoom in or I have to tilt the thing. Th-
2: like, you to rotate
0: the page. No, but I, I don't hate it because of the activity of it. I hate it because everything's smaller, right? What I love about reading on a proper monitor that's a decent resolution, because 1080p is okay for it, because I've done it in 1080p for a long time when I'm in the mood for it, but I notice the quality is definitely less than my tablet. Watch, doing it on a 1440p monitor is like, oh, wait, this looks better than the tablet. <laughs> like this is a higher that, resolution. That was the experience I had uh, a few months ago So if you've got a 1440p or 4k monitor, that's at least 27 inches big for the height of the comic page. I, I Think you're you're gonna have a good experience because the great thing is is that when you get to a two-page spread now It just gets wider. It feels like an actual bigger page and I, I, I love that experience.
2: Yeah, I I can uh, completely back you up on this, uh, and you know, I also I still read on my tablet. Usually, like yeah, you know, I read on my tablet in bed. Usually, that's because I'm not gonna I can't read on the computer in bed. Obviously. No, um, I mean there's
1: there's nothing quite like the feeling of you know it's for bed when you drop yeah. the oh, the <laughs> tablet on your face.
2: I, I have literally got like the corner of my tablet chipped off yep. just from it falling yeah. out of my hand and falling onto the floor and like hitting yeah. like the bed frame on the way down.
1: Yeah. yeah. HP, so.
2: it wakes her up all the time. <laughs> so you know, uh, yeah. So uh, yes, yeah. so comics
0: have backed down in price and digital in the UK, not to what they were, but much more reasonable. And uh, given that UK, all even though the comics are coming back, the shipments to the UK are not looking super hopeful. Um, it means that it's not as ridiculously expensive to keep up with your comics in the meantime. So uh, brace yourselves, basically. Uh, so that's the good news uh, before we go on to the quiz uh, I do not want to take a minute here because uh, our friend Tim who's on Screams After Midnight uh, mm-hmm. the horror movie podcast that I do with him uh, he asked me to promote an Indiegogo campaign uh, for a comic uh, collection that he's got a story in and most notably though this isn't just a, a profit thing this is actually for charity this is actually going uh, to the benefit for those affected by the current crisis I'll just say cause I can't yeah, see yeah. it on YouTube and yep. uh, But, uh, so this is called uh, Housebound, a comics anthology on Indiegogo. Uh, I'll make sure to put a link in the description, uh, but you can go to Indiegogo and search Housebound and you'll find it. There's a bunch of uh, animals uh, in the image, uh, along with uh, a couple of humans, but the the animals are more notable. Uh, So this is an anthology. Um, It's run by Ryan Burke and Alex uh, Dandino, uh, but our friend Tim does have a story in there. Uh, so, you know, if you want to uh, support a comic book uh, for some indie creators, but also have the money go towards a good cause, uh, then you can do it via comics. So, go and have a look.
2: Yeah. That just disappeared. Where did Matt go? Uh, I think he got a phone call. Ah. I- I'm assuming it, it's, it's, it's the wife about what, what he was doing before the show started. Matt's having tech issues with a TV and he's, he's fighting yeah. with customer service people. I'll, I'll kill some time. Um, DC announced, you know, their, their digital first lines yes. that they've been doing. They've got actual names for each day to re- to help you remember what comics on them. And e- some of them are quite smart. So it's Metropolis Monday is the Superman one. Okay. Batman Tuesday is just whatever. Uh, <laughs> but that, that's the only one that really sticks out. Bear with me on the rest of them. Wonder Woman Wednesday. Okay. Tidal Thursday. Oh, for Aquaman? So she- Aquaman, yeah. Okay. Flash Friday. That could make sense. Saturday Morning Cartoons. So that's your, at the minute, that's the, the DC Superhero Girls. All right. All right. And then uh, Supernatural Sunday for your, for your Swamp Thing.
0: Yeah, Batman Tuesday really sticks out. It really sticks just, out, doesn't
2: it? Just to speak out
0: over We
2: can't work it out.
0: <laughs> that's a bit work to do with Batman. There's a T that can be used.
2: I mean, it's if t- we can think of one, we'll suggest it to them. Viewers, you have a task. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. No, me either. But and I don't think they did either. They just, screw it, Batman Tuesday. Because <laughs> all the rest of them are reasonably decent. Yeah, they all work. But, yeah, they gave up on that one. Two-Face Tuesday? I don't
0: know. <laughs> so I can think of.
2: Sure, sure. Tumblr Tuesday. There you uh, Yeah, you're pushing it there. Hey, well, you don't have any. No, I don't. Joe, J- I was just seeing if there's any other news stories uh, oh. before we started. And I wasn't going to bother bringing it up, but now that we're, we're waiting on Matt, you know, obviously DC have effectively ended the reign of Diamond's exclusivity. Yes. 25 years to the day since oh, it was
0: right. announced. That's right. I've never really talked about that, but there was a lot of chatter this week on uh, comics Twitter from retailers and stuff that Diamond, yeah. they're not really happy with how Diamond's handling things to the point where some people who mm-hmm. were complaining about DC's handling of things by going to someone else, you know, for another printer, another
1: you know, distributor. They understood why. Yeah, and they're like, oh, maybe DC was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I remember, so sorry, I had, to, I had to take an important call real quick. time, that's um, There you go. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Oh. oh, are we on? Uh, wait, are we on right now? Yeah, we're on. we're still We're still live. Gotcha. <laughs> we're we're live. We'll do it live. Um, so I've, I've been watching these videos on on YouTube um, uh, of, of this helicopter pilot that's been going around LA, right, to show how empty it's been and this current, you know, the theme that's going on. And I had to pause it, and, and which took a lot because this guy was going over to Disneyland, like, and just seeing empty Disneyland. To, to hear what people were saying about this Diamond live stream that, that they had done and how mm-hmm. now they fully understand why DC was like, yeah, I don't think we want to do business with these guys anymore. Um, just because the way that they were talking about it seemed like it, a lot of their ideas would have been great, you know, six years ago. But but now that it's been day and date comics, there needs to be an actual response to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and they don't want to deal with it, and I fully understand,
2: right? Like, should, just you... on on this whole thing, we should talk about the, the biggest reason DC have moved to Tuesdays is mm-hmm. to to match with the the bookstores, and yeah, and you know. it's not just for the delivery. because Obviously, these these companies do book stuff anyway, but it's it's more that um, for marketing purposes, when they when they're releasing mm-hmm. a new trade, that's, um, a, that's,
0: that's exactly what I was about to say. Is up until now, uh, you have to deal with two dates because. You get the direct market release, which is always about two weeks before the book market, which is when Amazon and all the other places get the the books.
2: Yeah, um, I think it it depends on where you are. I think in the US, it's only about six days. They get them the following week. I think in the UK, it's an extra week. Just imagine how hard that is to market something. You can't really just say a date because depending on
0: where you're buying it, it's something different. Yeah, and
2: I think they might still have that problem, but this will at least cut down in the US, which is their primary market. Um, it will cut down from being okay. Well, we've got the Wednesday, which is where you can go buy in your comic book store, but then you need to wait till the following Tuesday to buy it in you know any bookstore or Amazon. Whereas now they can just say, nope, it's this date. Yeah, and, it's one date. So, I mean, we'll still be a week behind in the UK, I assume, but there's no getting around that. I I'm know, not, I, 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 I've
0: not that. bought a physical trade in a while, so <laughs> I'm good.
2: I'll but... well, see. I, that's it,
1: it. was days like today, which was supposed yeah. to be free comic book day. That's when I would do the majority of my. Oh, I my trade think, picking up.
0: I didn't even realize it was supposed to be free Yeah, oh, it was supposed that. to be today.
1: <laughs> um, so, it's just, you know, uh, I again, I get it. And I, I know there were some shops out there being like, well, who's going to show up at the shop twice a week? But I think, like, if you have a dedicated fan base, they're still just going to show up on Wednesdays. What's so funny you know?
0: is I did see some retailers say that they, they don't like the idea of splitting their customers where the DC people come in and shoot. And I... I i'm kind of thinking about this in a couple of different one okay even if that sounds mildly annoying yeah. from a marketing standpoint and then being able to market a book out on a date and actually mm-hmm. be able to shout it from the rooftops because it'll match everywhere mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense it may actually help your customers and two yeah. um like doesn't that make your deliveries easier if you're getting half of them one day and half another day rather than having to do yeah. the whole
2: load in one day i, I will the... say to be fair in smaller stores with less staff they maybe get an extra member of staff in on the, mm, the you know uh-huh. the delivery day to account account for that and you know sort uh-huh. through it and now they've got okay well now we need staff on two days to, to cover that or maybe
0: because half they don't need the extra person no but
2: let's say if it's only like a, a three persons you know who, who are in the store mm. you have one sorting out the delivery one on the tills and you know one doing whatever let's say that's your entire yeah okay sure all three people both days now
1: yeah also like i remember before diamond was sending them you know the day before however they do it now the weekend before my shop would get them the day that they're supposed to go or the night before and me when i when i worked nights i would show up as soon as the store would open there'd be sometimes i'd go in and help them sort stuff out i know know?
2: um,
1: my so yeah
2: uh, again, this might be slightly different with the with the UK. We get them to stores generally speaking as a rule on the Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, my store will tend to have things out ready to go. sometime by about midday on Wednesday, they'll mm-hmm. they'll pull out customer orders, specific orders for first things. Right. So if you come in, you can you know early before work, whatever, you can pick up your order. Um, but the shelf is usually not ready till about midday. Mm. Yeah, so.
1: It, but I, I know when they started, when my shop started getting them earlier, that became less and less of a problem. They would also get impacted if there was a holiday here. So, like, a lot of our holidays line up on Monday. So, yeah. if that then they would be late, too. So, they would be behind mm-hmm. setting them out.
0: That we hasn't absolutely. been as
1: much of an issue in the last couple of years. Um,
0: I mean, it's been since I went to a physical store. But when I went to Forbidden Planet, mm-hmm. uh, they did have the books out for 9 a.m.
2: opening time on the Wednesday. So I yeah, Forbidden to do, because they're a big chain with a lot of staff as a rule yeah um on matt's point there about holidays uh, so whenever we have a bank holiday on a monday uh diamond uk do not work on that day so they don't so everything is pushed back a day guaranteed for every comic book store in in the country uh comics new comic book day becomes the thursday not the wednesday for those weeks right. um, every single time uh, without fail mm-hmm. yeah so
1: so you know but uh,
2: anyway anyway well, real
1: quick though, I don't see how this would split your audience. On- like, I get like if people are physical only, but if they're used to getting them on Wednesdays, I don't understand how this would split them. I, I know. G- um, I guess can the- seen-
2: could put out a statement saying, hey, if you guys want to put them out, if you want to hold until Wednesday and them with the rest of the stuff, you can. You know, there's no obligation to put them out on Tuesday. That's new comic book day. You're allowed to sell them from Tuesday, but if you want to wait till Wednesday, you can.
0: I guess the concern is that someone who always comes in on Wednesday wanting new comics doesn't want to come in two days if they buy both Marvel and DC. And right, obviously we're saying, okay, we'll just wait till Wednesday and get everything then. But they're also that of that mentality where, oh, I have to have them day one. I,
2: want to I, my comics. I think also the concern from retailers. is let's say you know a lot of our audience uh probably a key example of this who read predominantly dc mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so you're you you know 90 percent of your books are dc you go in all right, you're going in on tuesdays to pick up your dc books those new marvel image whatever else books aren't there for yeah. them to potentially upsell the, you. yeah the ones that might grab
0: your attention because they're there and the only ones that will be there is whatever's left over from the week before which for a lot of comic book stores will be only the Not biggest things it'll that be, they'll shelf be, Yeah, the, the scraps, so to yeah. speak. So, yeah, there is that concern. I, honestly, though, on, on the list of problems with the comic book industry, the idea of DC being a day early before everyone else is so low in the list of concerns, I think, that, okay, I get it, it's mildly annoying for a couple of reasons, but I don't think it's the huge concern that
2: a lot of other problems in the comic book industry I, are. No, I'm with you. Like I said, DC said, hey, if you want to just hold your books till Wednesday, do that. Then there are people going, oh, but then digital are before us. Yeah, one day no one's back. no one's switching to digital to read them on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday. If they're if they're already paying for physical books and they want physical books, they're not switching for one day.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, so even though I get there's a couple of little things that are a pain about it, honestly, get used to it because this is this might and hell this might actually improve things overall though. The the actual net gain for this
2: is, is for DC Comics is a a complete printing company yeah. may actually There's be better some interesting like UK specific angles of this because uh, I mean uh, we've only had comics on the Wednesday the same day for about 10 years or so uh, before that we were on the Thursday we, we were a day late um, just because of how the shipping was and it, you know, it wasn't until Diamond UK kind of sorted their shit out and, and got that sorted uh, uh, but before that there was something called you know the, the Freight Wars where some shops would pay extra to ship it because obviously the american stores would get their things delivered on the tuesday and some uk stores would pay extra to get you know right express delivery ship me that immediately we'll you know we'll pay you you know your your cut and whatever and get them shipped to their store for the wednesday so that they could sell them on the wednesday as well and you know use that to get an advantage over other stores uh, I, so assume be the, I assume they charge a bit more though to cover the cost of all this extra shipping probably Probably, yeah. Uh, that yeah.
0: said, this was back before comics were even regular 299, so I assume that by
2: today's standards, it probably seems quite cheap anyway, but at the time, it probably felt expensive. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and, and this was kind of before day and date on digital as well, so it wasn't like that was just an option. Yeah. Uh, well, interesting. So, I mean, the digital side of me, though, is like if there's going to be books on Tuesday
1: um, and, and when I finally do get to go back to work, that'll make things a day easier
0: yeah, you got an extra day to read your comics for the I got Saturday. an extra day
1: for for the digital books, right? Um, and and also as what I, as I've learned in this, you know, um, I I think I'm gonna go predominantly digital. I think I'm gonna have to just, you know, cut certain books that I normally would have wanted. Yeah.
0: Do, do you know what's so funny about this, Matt? Is that I was about to start going more physical. I was I'd gotten yeah. a couple in, and then this happened. The crisis happened, right? And. Yep basically, I, I, I'm at the point now where I'm like, oh man, these books are so... But because they've put the prices back down to a more reasonable amount, it's still expensive than what mm-hmm. it was before, but it's cheaper now than what physical cost me still, and right. Right. at this point, I'm like, I guess I'm just digital again, completely, because yeah. I, I mean, for the sh- for the show every week, I kind of have to get the comics, I, I, you know, and yeah. I don't want to have a huge tab of books that I need to
2: pick uh, up. Uh, yeah, I'm having to double dip on some stuff. They're, they're, they're like, There are books, like, I'm probably not going to read Flash anymore. When Because that, yeah. that's coming back. And I'm like, I don't want to pay for that twice. Yep. Were you, yeah. out, were you there, that there's... physically anyway? Yeah, just out of habit.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and, that's, and that's what I've had to learn. is I, I had to do this before when L'Abdel was writing Superman. that I was always collecting Superman because I had to collect yeah. Superman. And then even the guy at my shop goes, you never have anything good to say about this book. Why are you spending money on it? I could recommend you for the same price something that you're going to like. And you're not going to be constantly upset about. Mm -hmm. So I just had to look as, A, I like having the extra money. And I like having the extra time. And I like being able to go back and, like, I was able to read Hawkeye. And I'm reading uh, Wolverine. And that's stuff that normally I wouldn't got to because I was reading Flash out of habit. You know, like, I read plenty of DC books for the show. You know, that would never be in, in doubt. But if I could read two or three less, I think that puts me in a better...
2: You know. uh, that's it. Like I was reading, because obviously I was enjoying it for a long time. And you know, so I've been getting, I was getting physically from the mm-hmm. the start of the the show. You know, since since rebirth. and you know yeah. it was. It wasn't as good lately. I was I was just kind of sticking out of habit and you know whatever. Um, I'll probably just I'll pick up the issues that my shop has ordered and then yeah, just be like, hey, just just leave it there. Yeah, that's. Mm. I mean, that's the
1: right thing to do. You know, yeah, what I mean, yeah,
2: it's, I'm I'm not going to short change my shop. But yeah. yeah, I'm not I mean, going to pay for it twice. Right, exactly.
1: And so there's there's a number of books that I was just getting out of habit that I'm just going to, you know, have to cut, you know, and just read digitally, you know, like just just yeah. convert those that I was reading physically, you know, as much as I want to keep Batman going, I can just pick that up and trade later if I really want it and just read it digitally, you know, and save save space cuz I still have, you know, boxes to put away in my garage, you know, that that mm-hmm. I filled up Three boxes, you yeah, know, during like, this so just, stuff just that was sitting there.
2: So. There, are, there are some one of the earliest books that I know because I've just read it uh, on the list yeah. that that is coming back that I get physically was uh, deceased and killables. Mm-hmm. You're damn right. I'll double dip on that one. Great. <laughs> right. no problem. Right, so, so, what's Tom Taylor? Just, book? Tom Taylor books are in their own special
0: category, well, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, Let, let's get on this so we can talk about some more Tom Taylor because I got <laughs> I got a lot. Oh, you got Tom Taylor for later. Oh
0: my. Uh, yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, in that case, uh, we'll get into the, the quiz. I'm calling it the Super Quiz. Uh...
2: Ooh! It's a terrible name. <laughs> it's all Superman related, in which no, case
0: it's fun. It's not all Superman related, no. It's a Super Quiz because it's bigger than the last quiz I did. Uh, <laughs> it's got rounds! Uh, so, we'll start with round one. Uh, we'll do a, a quick uh, little thing to see who goes first. Uh, so, round one is DC Comics, right? It is relevant to everyone's interests. Uh, and there's ten questions in this round, uh, so we'll we'll see. Oh, you can steal us as multiple choice, and uh, so we'll just decide who's going first and alternate. And you can steal if some the other person gets it wrong, uh, as we've been doing with these quizzes uh, for the most part. And most of it's still the same. There's a couple of exceptions when it gets to obviously just specific, you know, rounds for one of you. Uh, and then the all final right. question, as it were, after all the the regular rounds are done, is kind of there's no stealing involved. It's a very quick fire kind of just one question, but with multiple permutations. Anyway, so... Yes, who's going first, then? Uh, I don't have, like, a coin or a dice in front of me. Uh, Connor, do you want to do a random little... uh... Coin flip. Uh... Matt, pick.
2: Head. Is this to go first? I don't know. It's tails. Alright, so Connor's going first. Alright, okay, well... Unless you want to defer, Connor. Unless you want to go second. No, no, it's fine. I'll just take it. (laughs) I don't really want to think about it. I'll just... Just whatever. Oh, dear. Alright, then.
0: So... Connor's going first. Question one. This is DC Comics round. Question one. What is Darkseid's true name? Is it A. Uxus, B. Hexia, C. Darkseid, or D. Kaio? A. That's correct. Wait answer with some
1: enthusiasm all right the the, the last one's how like he said kyle and i was like yeah Darkseid's definitely a kyle
0: that <laughs> no, was kyle or ko maybe uh I was recent uh,
2: with Darkseid. the second one
0: Exia's high father's real name for the record that wasn't just pulled out yeah old. uh number two uh for matt first according to the new 52 which of these teams was marshall manhunt or never a member mm. a, justice league b justice league of america c justice league international or d justice league united a, the Justice League. Nope, yeah. Actually, no. Uh-huh.
2: Congress Cor- Cor- of chance. of Cor- really con- uh, c- just you, I, I think it's international.
0: International is the correct answer. So I'll ex- Damn it. I'll explain that, because I actually asked, because David gave me that question, and I said, wait a uh-huh. minute, I don't remember Marshall Mowat being in Justice League. There was and, a
2: flashback as to yeah, no, like
0: Early on, they say that he was a member and got kicked out because he betrayed them or something like that.
2: So there was a reference. It represent- was in like e- issue seven of John's as yeah. or something like that.
1: See, I don't remember that. I do remember him being in the Justice League uh, of America. Mm -hmm. And
2: United,
0: for sure. And United, for sure. I specifically changed the phrasing of the question to make it Mm -hmm. work, because originally it was like, which of these teams was he in the New 52? Uh But technically he was never in Justice League, in the New 52. But it was referenced, so I rephrased it to make it clear that, you know. Right. Um, Anyway, number three. Connor gets first crack. Connor's winning 2-0 right now. I know, I know. So... You know, you can get that mopey look off his face. Oh, that's love this question. This is right that his wasn't alley. even
2: mopey, that was just a, a normal look. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fi- <laughs> Fix your resting, resting mopey face, then. I
2: can't, that's just how it is. Uh, Alright, so, you love this.
0: This is Connor's favourite character. Felicity Smoke made her first appearance in which comic? <laughs> a. Green Arrow B. Captain Atom C. Legends of the Dark Knight or D. The Fury of Firestorm
2: Green Arrow seems too easy.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to go with Legends of the Dark Knight. That is incorrect, Matt. You've got a chance to steal it. Uh, I'm going to say D. Pure Firestorm? Yep. That is correct. I guess I'm um, I didn't realize Matt was such a Melissa fan.
1: I, I, I really enjoy uh, Emily Beck Records, Richard, <laughs> whatever her last name is. However, that character, I man. Early on, she was great. Uh, and they started mm-hmm. the romance plot, and no, I no, she,
2: she was a fine character for the away. First, like two seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, just throw it away. All right, number four, uh, Magus' first crack.
0: After Batman Ooh. the animated series premiered on September fifth, nineteen ninety-five, mm-hmm. how long did it take DC Comics to release the tie-in comic, The Batman Adventures? A, it was Achoo. already out. B, one month. C. Three months or D six months. Oh, I
1: feel I should know this. Bruce <laughs> Tim. Oh, was it already out?
2: I'm just gonna throw the gamble that was already out. Incorrect, Connor, you've got a chance uh. to steal. I'm just gonna assume they were slow and go six months.
0: Incorrect. The answer was one month. It mm-hmm. was one month later. Uh gotcha. so that's not bad synergy, I think. One month after the debut. No, no, that's good. So uh, that was for Number five, uh, Corey gets first crack. Sensation Comics started as a superhero comic in 1942 and introduced Wonder Woman, but in issue 107, it would shift to focus on which character? A, Sergeant Rock, B, Captain Comet, C, Congo Bill, or D, Johnny Pearl? B. Captain Comet is incorrect. Matt, you've got a chance to steal it.
1: I'm. I'm just I don't get to bring up Congo Bill enough, <laughs> uh, so I want to say it's C, but it also could be. It could also be Sergeant Rock, but I'm gonna write Congo Bill. The correct answer was Johnny Peril. Ah, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> no, Not me. Do I, For us. the record, uh, uh, Congo Bill is a is an adventurer that came across a mystical totem that allows him to to take the form of a gigantic golden gorilla. No I wonder um, Matt loves it. I oh, know. Uh, I
2: love him. The only one that I ruled out was uh, Sergeant Rock. Didn't see. It doesn't seem very sensationy.
1: Yeah. No, but you never. You never know that if All Star Comics had stopped, which he was in, That's you true.
0: know. I mean, I don't so. know. I mean, who Johnny Peril is, but the word peril does certainly go wrong with the word sensation. You know. Yeah. He's in peril. So, I can see it. And number six, sex first crack. And the final issue of the Golden Age Green Lantern series. It didn't feature Alan Scott on the cover. Who is there instead? Is it A, the Justice Society, B, Streak the Wonder Dog, C, the Green Lantern Oath, or D, Superman and Batman?
1: It's the last of the golden age, which would put it in the 50s, right? So... And right? They well, all... I mean, because uh, Green Lantern uh, premiered in 60, or 59 or 60, because yeah. Flash is 58. So... I don't
2: know when the last issue was. Um,
1: should i just say Justice Society.
0: That is incorrect. Connor.
2: Damn. Steel. I'm
0: sucking
2: to I'll tape. I'll do the Batman too, man. I'll tell you the, the, the one that seems like it shouldn't
0: be. Uh, that is incorrect. The answer was Streak the Wonder Dog, which was Alan's dog. <laughs> so that, he was on the last I did not know, know that. Uh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, did that? the oath exist before Hal? I don't think it did, did it? I don't
1: think it did. Uh, I mean, he might have had... Something of an oath, right? Like, because
0: he's
2: a. But not what we think of now. Yeah, not the oath. Yeah.
0: Uh, Number seven, Connor gets first crack. Uh, At early appearances, Ace the Bat Hound had to wear a mask due to his distinctive forehead marking in the shape of a A diamond, B bat, C spade, or D club.
2: A spade?
0: That's incorrect.
1: Matt, you've got a chance to steal. Oh, snap. That's exactly what I think of when I think of an ace. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a mask. So, let's go heart.
0: That wasn't one of the options. Oh,
1: man. Was <laughs> the I op- just went to the suit of cards. Yeah, the op- it's, it's the other two suits plus bat.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, bat. I don't know, that's bat cow. You, you've got
0: diamond batter. Uh, what was it? Club? That's one the card is Club. Let's go Diamond,
1: then. Diamond's correct. Ah, there you go. What ties is it? Two each? We've got a fight. Ooh. We've got a match. So I, I looked up Johnny Peril, and it looks like did. the most pulp action hero. <laughs> he's wearing a leather jacket and khakis. He's basically, you know, so he's Matt's hun- want
0: to be. Matt's hunting down some back issues as we speak there, is what we're saying. Yeah, uh, he's
1: a detective of the <laughs> occult and an adventure of the weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it now. This is uh, so Matt.
0: Alright, yes, number,
1: number 8, Matt
0: gets first crack. Showcase issue 4 kicked off the Silver Age with the introduction of Barry Allen as the Flash and a story titled A. The Fastest Man Alive B. Flash of Light C. Mystery of the Human Thunderbolt or D. Lightning Strikes
1: I'll say D. Lightning Strikes. That is
0: incorrect. Connor's got a chance ah,
1: to stay. I can see it in my head. B.
0: Flash of Light is incorrect. The answer was mystery of the human thunderbolt uh, yeah,
1: that's so dumb yeah. i should have picked it
0: fastest man alive is bait because obviously that's something they would title yeah. it now but bait. yeah it's bait. that's a bait answer all right number nine connor gets first crack uh in the late 1960s lois lane grew tired of waiting for superman's love and shook up her life which of the following did not happen <laughs> right <laughs> which of the following did not happen she took a job as a nurse Changed her last name to Lorne, moved to Coral City, got engaged to a pilot. I'm gonna go with nurse. That's incorrect, Matt. You've got a chance to steal it. I'll say B oh, Matt, changed her last name. Mike. You make. <laughs> he, he went with B though, for the record. Was that B? Changed her last name Jeez. to
1: Lorne.
0: Uh, that is incorrect. The answer. The answer is got engaged to a pilot. It was actually an astronaut. So.
1: Oh jeez that's a kind of I pilot. Knew she, I knew she'd gotten engaged, so but so that's why I rolled that out. That's just yeah. a but, space pilot. Yeah. <laughs> I right up not the pilot.
0: oh all, all the astronauts I'll, fly the ship. Oh, very
1: uh, MJ of her. I
0: know, I know. Uh, I wonder if uh, this was because this is the '60s in the late '60s, so this would have been right after Spider-Man started to get popular. I assume. Uh, yeah. uh, so number ten, last of the DC Comics round. Oh, yes, for Matt first. Yeah. Uh, what happened to nearly ruin the wedding of Barry Allen and Iris West? A. Captain Cold froze the minister. B. Professor Zoom took Barry's place. C. Mirror Master made a duplicate iris. Or D. Grodd ate the catering.
2: Man, I can see any of these. <laughs> I, I, I assumed Matt knew this one, to be honest. No. <laughs>
1: I love it. I mean, I I really wanted to be Captain Coldfree as the minister, because that is very dastardly. Mm -hmm. But knowing Zoom, I'll say B.
0: That's correct. the point. Zoom did take Barry's place. I I thought Grodd was an obvious joke answer that wasn't the the right one. Yeah. uh, So uh, we're on 3-2. So at the end of the DC Comics round, it's three points to Matt and two points to Connor. Uh, so, we're going to have, and I think I could either stick to one of you for all five questions, but I think it's, it makes more sense to alternate here. Uh, so, basically, right. Matt's going to get five questions on wrestling. Uh, oh, no. that are just for him. Uh, and Connor's going to get five questions on video games, which are just for him. Alright? So, I'll alternate between them. So, obviously, there's no reason to work, worry about order here. I'll just go Connor Matt, right. and Matt uh, and stick to, obviously, your set questions. So, there's no chance to steal. You get it right or you get it wrong, and that's it. So, uh, so question one for Connor on video games. Which of these actors has appeared in the recent Hitman games as an elusive target? A. Tommy Wiseau B. Nicolas Cage C. Gary Busey or D. David Arquette
2: I hope it's all of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Because someone said, hey, but this is a question... And i said oh sean bean everyone knows sean Bean was in the hitman right and then he offered me another answer i went wait really and that's that's where this question came from so yeah if
2: you'd given me sean bean there i thought yeah okay I, I, that would have as soon as you've said that i've gone oh yeah i remember that uh i don't know i don't think it's right but just out of sheer hope i'm going with gary Busey. that's right
1: that's what i was hoping to gary, gary Busey Garrett...
2: was an elicit target <laughs> i wanted that to be right than actually is gary Busey still alive yeah, he's like seventy, I think. Okay.
1: <laughs> there was a there was a mock reality show, and I only say that because I'm not sure if it was gimmicked or not. Like, like it was supposed to look like one, but it was him and his assistant called I'm with Busey, and me and my brother back when we didn't get along. It was one of the things we bonded over, and it was completely ridiculous. And Gary Busey was a character. Um, so yeah, he's a uh, he's seventy five.
2: so He's he's seventy six in June. Man, he better stay
0: inside. He's he's at risk. Yeah. Uh all right, uh question one from Matt and his wrestling friend: right. Uh at what event did Steve Austin introduce the phrase Austin 316? Oh, was it A, K of the Ring ninety six, B Summerslam ninety six, C Survivor Series ninety six, or D in your house main games?
1: It was King of the Ring. He beat, he beat Jake the Snake, who was doing the, the biblical mm-hmm. kind of gimmick. And he said, you know, Austin three sixteen said, I just whipped your ass.
2: Yeah, okay, maybe that was a bit too easy. Don't worry, they get harder, Connor. <laughs> I feel like Matt's going to know all of these wrestling ones. Uh, like they just... get harder. I might
1: not know. There was a period that... where I wasn't watching, and it was a huge chunk.
0: So They get yeah. harder, don't worry. Uh, all right, Connor's second video game question. What did EGM, that's Electronic Gaming Monthly, for anyone who doesn't know, magazine, uh, what did EGM give, to, well, give Game of the Year to in 1995? Something is... Is stupid. Is it A, Twisted Metal, B, Donkey Kong Country,
2: C, Chrono Trigger, or D, Tekken 2? Look, frankly, there's only two acceptable answers here. (laughs) and I'm going to assume they didn't give it to either of those. For the the record, B and C are the acceptable answers. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say they give it to A. That's correct. Twisted Metal was Game
0: of the Year, according to AGM in 1995. Uh, So, Tekken 2 did not come out in 95, did it? Uh, Either... I think it did. Uh, At at the very least, it was out in
2: the arcade in 95. Okay, that makes sense then. Um, Yeah, initial release date, uh, August 95. There you go.
1: In the arcades, yeah. Uh,
2: PlayStation in 96.
0: There you go. There you go. So, that's cool. Uh, Question two for Matt's wrestling round. Uh, Mm -hmm. Who did Andre the Giant face at WrestleMania 1? Was it A... Junkyard Dog B The Iron Sheik C Big John Stud or D King
1: Kong Bundy I'm going to say C Big John Stud because I think that's when he slammed him
0: that is correct Matt's on on the roll with these because it was the
1: the contact there was a contest that Brain had who could who could uh, slam Big John Stud and Andre picked him
0: up you're both two for two can can I just say by the way because I'm on my new computer uh this week. I had it last week, but this is the first time I've been recording anything on it. Can I just say how much smoother the process is running with all this stuff that I usually have running during these hmm. recordings? We don't give a shit about your process. Yeah, but I'm, I care. There's so many more threads.
1: I'm, it's great. I'm I'm staring at that picture of Johnny Peril still wondering how I can <laughs> work Justice League Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, number three on the video games
0: round for Connor. Uh, and which, this is one submitted by a, a, a viewer actually. Uh, now, to be fair, this, someone actually submitted like a 10-question video games quiz, which I didn't use because obviously it wouldn't be pretty mad, but I took this question. Some of the other ones are a bit too easy, though, but I thought this one was a bit more... Who, who
2: was it, so I'm giving shit when I hate this question? <laughs> it was Renegade.
0: Alright, uh, and which PlayStation Horror Classic uh, was the villain Scissor Man? Was it A, <laughs> Nightmare Creatures, B, Clock Tower, C, Alone in the Dark, or D, Chaos Break? I didn't play any of these games. I didn't play a lot
2: of old horror games.
0: Neither did I, actually, but I know that's just from the the legacy of the... You
2: know, I just know the the, the reputation. I've seen the images of it and stuff. Fair enough. Horror, horror games really not my strong point. Mm-hmm. Not that I... I've watched a lot more horror movies than I have played horror games. I don't tend to care as much about playing them. I don't know. They don't grab me. I've read more horror books than I've played horror games. Um, I'll go with B. Clocktower's right. Carlos three for three, and he's a video game friend. Nice. What's funny though is that I feel like all three of them have been just plain luck. No, no, on the second one I narrowed it down to two sure, things. Sure, okay,
0: okay. The second so, one, so used that was
2: fifty-fifty. Use some, 50/50. some yeah. logic, but one in three was just luck. They was just guesses. Well, one was hope. <laughs> that's not, that not even luck oh, or right. guess. That's just what I want. Yes. That, that's just please, universe, let this be true. <laughs> not because I want the point, because this needs to be true.
0: Alright, number three on the wrestling for Matt. What name did Orange Cassidy debut under? Okay. Was it A. Fire Ant, B. Green Beetle, C. Dark Spider or D.
1: Wasp Thing? Oh my god, any of these could have been that...
2: Uh... <laughs> Is this any the first one could... he doesn't know right off? Yeah. Well
1: yeah, any of these could have been any Chikara characters. It hey, was Chikara? You're right, you're right. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um... <laughs> At one point, they had C.P. Monk, who was a wrestling chipmunk. <laughs> so, like, I, yeah. Um, I'm going to say
0: Fire Ant. Man, three for three in the wrestling. Boom! Well. Joe, Joe's fired about this. this. they these feel like, oh, you're both the experts of these categories, so the one wonder you're getting yeah. them right. But the, the, there have been relative guesses, some of them, which is what I think's really funny about well,
1: it. My, my first two were, were pretty spot on because of, of context. Yeah, However, that one was a guess. Fire Ant just seemed something that would... Uh, apply to him
0: yeah so if,
1: if there's any wrestler that screams shikara that's not jervis cottonbelly it is orange cassidy so it makes no no surprise i
2: don't know any of the things you've just said
1: that's all right <laughs> J- jervis cottonbelly is the world's sweetest man and he wrestles in a uh in a mask that looks like a proper dashing gentleman so it's got a it's got a mustache
2: and a, and a monocle built in i can safely uh, say i've never seen this because yeah, there, there are some like wrestlers where if you show me them, yeah. I'll be like, okay, I've seen that person before. Yeah. Well, I, and, I, to be even, fair, it's not
1: like Jervis yeah. would be a well-known name. Like, yeah. this is a, yeah. Uh, Although, even, if you want to have some fun, look up him versus Orange Cassidy.
0: Even if Connor him, knows good.
2: what Hulkamania is. Yeah.
1: Sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or Pastamania. There's, like, or... there's, there's a handful of wrestlers, probably from the late 90s, early 2000s, when people of my age were, you know, watching yeah. it in school. Yeah. That I could probably go. Okay, sure. I-, I recognize them. If you tell me a name, I'll go. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Yeah. right.
0: that makes sense. So, anywho, number four in the video games for Connor. Which of these is not a Final Fantasy protagonist? <laughs> <Good time. laughs> is A Lunith, B
2: Van, C Noctis, or D Zemus? Right. The only one I know for sure is is. C Noctus because that's from fifteen. I've got written down who's from what here. To- I can tell you. So outdoors. Noctus is from fifteen, right? Okay. This is not so- just
1: characters. This is protagonists. Protagonists, yes. Protagonists.
0: Protagonists, yes. What were the other thorns? Uh, Lunith, Van, and Zemus.
2: I'm gonna go with A on the basis that that might be another character from fifteen, but not the protagonist. That is incorrect.
0: Luneth is the protagonist of Final Fantasy three. Uh, Van is the protagonist of twelve. Zemus is the villain of four. So that was the correct answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've, not, I've not played any of these. So. <laughs> Fifteen, I only know because it's the most recent one.
0: They have a sound to them, though. Final Fantasy characters have a sound to them. Yeah. It's kind of like Star Wars characters have a sound to them. So you yeah. Can, yeah, I thought it'd be funny. Well, but the problem is they're all characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It would be too easy. It would be too easy if it was Lunath, Van Noctis, and Bill.
1: (laughs) However, Bill is in Final Fantasy VIII, so. (laughs)
0: Alright. Number five. Uh, Sorry, number four, sorry, on the wrestling from Matt. Uh, Which of these was not a match type in WCW? (laughs) Uh, No. A. Doomsday Cage Match. B. Junkyard Invitational. C leather pants on a pole or D, battle of the bikes
1: where's (laughs) E? these were all matches I'm positive Vince Russo man Uh, what was B? Uh,
0: junkyard invitational
1: Invitational. (laughs) I feel like the bikes would happen at Sturgis Uh, I love this and leather pants is something that definitely happened Although that one doesn't seem, I'll say C leather pants.
0: You're correct because it was leather. Uh-huh. It was a leather jacket on a pole match. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So WCW got so dumb. Just to be ridiculous. They had some of the best people, but man, creative there towards the end.
0: Right. Number five. Final question for Connor's video game round. What was the code name for the Sega Saturn? Ooh. Was it A, the Jupiter? B, the Revolution? C. The dolphin, or D, the Mercury.
2: Dolphin's ringing a bell, but I don't feel like that's to do with the say say. Oh, fuck it, D- D- dolphin. <laughs> do dolphin. You know what's don't funny? Care. As I almost had the question
0: B for one of the other ones, and thought, "Oh, that's too easy because that one's quite well known." And I changed it to the Saturn. Uh, uh, that's incorrect. Dolphin's a GameCube. Uh
1: okay. That's it the, uh,
0: the Revolution is the Wii. The Mercury mm-hmm. is the Sega Game Gear, which leaves the Jupiter as the Saturn. Believe it or not.
2: <laughs> no, they got it's real such creative with that one. Stupid swap out. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I ruled that one out because was like they wouldn't be that stupid. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, they did. Yeah.
0: They did. Uh, so final question for Match Wrestling Round. Uh, after the controversial finish to the Royal Rumble in 1997, the final four participants faced off at the following pay-per-view. Who was the fourth man, along with Bret Hart, Steve Austin, and The Undertaker? Was it A. Vader? B. Psycho said. C. Farouk or D. Shawn Michaels.
1: It was he's said Austin Taker
0: and Brett. are the three that you know.
1: Brett. I'm say Shawn Michaels just because of that era.
0: Incorrect. It was Vader. Yeah. Vader. If you remember, gotcha. the reason why it wasn't Shawn is because the reason why they yeah. had this match was because Shawn lost his title and That's vacated right. the belt.
1: <laughs> I and I don't know. If people know this. I intensely dislike Shawn Michaels. I understand how he was important, but all the stories I've heard, he seems like not such a great guy, especially at that time. Um, so most of my Shawn Michaels history is just, oh, he's a dick, so I, I don't care. I'm a brequet, for, for the record. He's
0: apparently much less of a dick when he, after he came back after the back yeah. injury and all that. But yeah, early Shawn yeah. Michaels apparently is a dick, yes. Well, He
1: was also apparently heavily addicted to prescription medicine, yeah. which isn't anybody in their best. So however, and I know one of my favorite wrestlers really looks up to him and it it pains me, so, So, you know.
0: Anyway, at the end of those uh, those, uh, person-specific rounds, uh, Matt's on seven points, Connor's on five. Uh, So still very much to play for as we go into the movie round. Uh, Ten questions here. Um, So here we go. Uh, So we'll stick with the order we've had throughout, which is Connor first, Matt second. Just keep that going. Uh, So Connor gets question one. What is the name of Star-Lord's mother in the MCU? Is it A... (laughs) (laughs) Is <laughs> it a, a. Margaret, B. madeleine C. Meredith, or D. Matilda?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> C. That's correct. Meredith is the it's right answer.
0: 12.
1: Oh man!
0: Look at look at Cara getting a point. So question two for, uh, for Matt. Uh, who is Buzz Lightyear's arse nemesis?
1: Is it
2: so <laughs> What the hell? This is the easiest question we've ever yes, had. Yes, it is. <laughs> I could answer this without even the options. Text the
1: Galaxy from... If you want to oh, answer without the options, Matt. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Emperor Zurg. Yeah. Okay, oh, fine. There you
1: go. I guess yeah. a point. Well, one of my favorite things, that was on that cartoon series, uh, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, there was a vampire ro- robot named nos 4 a 2 um, so, yeah. That always cracks me
0: now, I'll be honest, I wouldn't have got that without the options. Uh, yeah. Once you gave me the know. options, I don't know what it was Zerg. was uh, honestly the easiest question we've had on any of these quizzes yet. <laughs> Alright, number three for Connor. Uh, how long does Ripley spend adrift and suspended animation between the end of Alien and the beginning of Aliens? Oh, man. God damn it. These Is are it all going to be really close together values. Yeah. Though. Is it A, 47 years? B, 53 years. C, 57 years. Or D, 63
1: years. <laughs> Sound like they're all multiples of nine as well. <laughs> That's 47, 53,
0: 57, no, 63.
2: That.
0: Uh, A. you with 47? Yeah. That is incorrect. Matt has a chance to steal this one.
1: I'll say 53.
0: That is also incorrect. 57 is the right answer. Uh, but my
1: gut said that because that's one of my numbers, but I was
2: like, mm, uh,
1: If you combine
2: I... our two answers, <laughs> we, we got that. Oh. No, if you combine your two answers, you get 100. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Take the 7 from mine the 50 <laughs> from Matt's. Yeah, that's not how math
1: it... works. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I'll turn to facts.
2: Um, uh...
1: However, I do know that her daughter's uh,
2: really old now. <laughs> yeah, but that would have worked with any of them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Alright, number four. uh, Matt gets first. Oh. (laughs) Now, I I don't know how easy this is really, but I I just laugh because the first words in the title make itself it's going to be a really easy impression for Matt. Jurassic Park (laughs) broke domestic box office records in 1993, but what was the first movie to beat it? Was it A. Forrest Gump, B. The Lion King, C. Independence Day or D. Titanic what was, oh, what was the first movie to beat it at the, the domestic box office
1: so chronologically they're in order because it went Forrest Gump, Lion King Independence Day and the Titanic so I don't know, Forrest Gump wasn't that much of a box office hit I don't think and although I say that and when it is that I'm going to look like a fool <laughs> Lion King though it's animated it made a ton of money I want you to pick Titanic, but I don't know. That's four years in between I mean, those movies.
0: Titanic obviously did better, but did yeah, it was it the first not, to do better. First. Yeah,
1: And then I feel Independence Day did a lot of money, too.
2: I'm going to go with Lion King.
0: That is incorrect. Connor, you've Damn. got a chance to steal this one.
2: Just because Matt said it's not it, I'm going to say Forrest Gump.
0: <laughs> you both fell for the trap.
1: It's Titanic. <laughs>
2: yep. Damn. It's Titanic. Um, <laughs> well, Jurassic Park did so well that it took four years. To be fair, so, it took a lot longer than that to beat Titanic.
0: Yeah, uh, and yeah. it'd be a yeah. decent amount of time longer for Avatar to beat as well. So
2: yeah, which you know. I don't understand. I I I
1: ain't convinced James Cameron does black magic.
2: But it's still me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way it happens again with Avatar too. It's just not happening. Mm-mm. I don't think so either. But I will
0: cackle with laughter well, if it does.
2: The Theatres aren't crackle. a thing anymore, so... it's <laughs> <they're, they're laughs> going straight to VOD.
1: Yeah, so... And then All they don't right. have to share the numbers, so... Uh, they can... They, yeah, Avatar beat it. Yeah, <laughs> James was like, Yeah, Avatar beat it. Alright, back to the bottom of the ocean. Alright, number... <laughs>
0: <laughs> number five goes to Carter first. Twilight Zone creator Rod Serling is credited as rating which of these movies? A.
3: Mm.
0: Planet of the Apes. B. Logan's Run. C. The Androm- Andromeda Strain, sorry. Or D. Journey to the center of the Earth. All science fiction, of course.
2: Yeah. I don't think it's A. Uh,
0: C with the Andromeda Strain. That is incorrect. Matt's got a chance to steal this. Uh, the
1: Andromeda Strain was written by Michael Crichton, and Rod Serling wrote uh, Planet of the Apes. Hence the twist at the end. <laughs> uh, I think
0: you'll find that Matt is indeed correct in the Twilight Zone. Uh, so, <laughs> Matt guess the point. Uh, right, number six. Matt gets this first crack. Uh, what is The Two Jakes a sequel to? It- uh, I know this. Is it A, The French Connection, B, Chinatown, C, Dog Day Afternoon, or D, Get Car? Uh,
1: forget it. It's Chinatown.
0: Yeah, it is Chinatown. Uh, I was Matt just knows movies a lot better than the car does, apparently. <laughs> and
1: that was a not
0: a super difficult one.
1: I, I've never seen the two Jakes. I hear it's very, very not good. So
0: and, hey, I never uh, hear anyone talking about it, except it, for the fact that it happens to be the secret of Chinatown. It,
2: yeah. Right. It's and, the, and, the only reason anyone knows what it is. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I and I really enjoy Chinatown, despite the director. So Um you know. I'll be honest, I was kinda of bored by it when I watched it, so Yeah,
2: I like, well I
1: like Noir. Yeah. Uh and it, it is a Noir, even if the the storyline does not like line up and that's what I feel that uh that True Detective Season Two is trying to do, but it doesn't execute it, you know. Like the get? story just how did Matt there. just
0: casually reference True Detective season
1: two? Because Stop True Detective it. season two has a, no, because it has a lot in common with Chinatown. It's all about water wars, and Chinatown does it way more interesting than. Uh, I, I a watched
2: of- a whopping one episode of True Detective season uh, two, and I feel I good was, about that.
1: Yeah, I I was there for for McAdams, and I was fairly disappointed. I get that. Yeah, I don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Connor, uh, number seven. You get first first uh, first. Uh, Can I have a nice easy one? Nope. It depends if you count this as easy. I might. But, I mean, we'll see if you think it's it's easy. Uh, who's the higher body count? Is it A, Leatherface, B, Freddy Krueger, C, Justin Voorhees, or D, Michael Myers?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I haven't seen enough of the films to to count, really. (laughs) you got to weigh up the amount of films they have, kills per film.
1: I want to give Connor <laughs> a hint at something. Oh, and why did that for? Because
2: no, you, you, you'll get to steal it and get your point. Yeah. Uh, what were the order there again? I know, I know Myers was last. What were the others? Leiloface, other Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. Let's go with Voorhees.
0: That is correct. Jason Voorhees is the winner here with 151 kills. Uh, Michael Myers comes in second with 133.
2: And Holy then, crap! That's yeah.
0: I thought he would have been like a lo- lot lower than that. Uh, he's got a lot of movies. Uh, Freddy only has 39, and Leatherface only has 31. Yeah.
1: I yeah, know. I was gonna say Leatherface is towards the, towards the bottom because his are a lot more small groups, right?
2: Yeah. Um, I just, and I was gonna like, what I was I gonna say. My the, head was gonna uh, be... Michael Myers killing
1: that many per yeah. film. Yeah. But... I was gonna say, keep in mind that Michael Myers is is absent in only one of those.
0: Yeah, he's he's got he's got eleven. Well, ten if take away three, he's got ten movies to kill. Yeah, one.
1: and then Jason's not in uh, in two of his. He's not in so, five
0: technically, yeah. and uh, what well, I'm not sure if they counted nine when they were doing this because in nine yeah. he possesses people. <laughs> it's yeah. just a completely different plot. Yeah, that, I mean, that
1: could I... be where a lot of his kills come from too, and I wouldn't count those.
0: Yeah, I don't think it does count in those though. I think it just counts Jason. What well, the yeah. first
2: one? First one's not him. No, that's what I mean.
0: Oh, the first one's not him. Yeah, but so we're not counting that either. Yeah, but even then, he kills so many per movie, Jason. Like his yeah. kill, hit. yeah. Because even well, see, seeing Freddy vs Jason, because me and Tim just did this for streams, In yep. Freddy vs Jason, Freddy kills one person. Jason kills everyone yeah. else. And that's,
2: no <laughs> well, and that's the I've purpose of that about. movie, right? I've watched like six of those of, of, of yeah. those movies, and I'm like, I can picture him killing a lot of people per movie. Yeah. So that's why I went with that.
0: And even not being yeah. in a couple of them, there's still a lot of movies to pick yeah.
1: from. So yeah. Jason's my guy. He's brute force. He, you know, he's misunderstood. Force, yeah. He just wants to be left alone, and I really relate to that.
0: All right, uh, Matt.
1: Yeah. Which
0: of these actors was not in the Twilight Saga? Oh
1: hey. man.
0: <laughs> a Michael Sheen. B. Lee Pace, C. Rami Malek, or D. Nicholas Holt.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> I know two of them because I have seen I, I can, movies. I can, I've can. seen all of them. I can picture two of them.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I know Michael Sheen's there for one. And mm-hmm. I know. Don't tell Carter what the, the we're rolling out because he has to. Uh, but, well, he's. But he knows <laughs> already. So I'm sure he knows I've what seen I know. These. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that leaves me up to I don't remember one of them. So I'm going to say Nicholas Holt.
0: That is correct. Nicholas Holt was yeah. not in the Twilight
1: Saga. So, which which means Lee Pace. Picture. Yeah, because they're both in the Volturi.
0: Yeah, that, yeah. Thanks to a, a stream goal um, and a, a huge donation from someone, uh, you can expect the first Twilight yeah. reviewed on streams after midnight so, soon. I will
1: say as silly as those movies are, I didn't mind the third one. The third one's What's not terrible the, the, uh, like the only fact
2: about twilight <laughs> is getting yeah. drunk and watching the baseball scene in the first one
1: well and that's what i'm saying i really enjoyed the baseball scene um, so bad when no, news no. kicks in it is it's completely ah, that's such a good Muse yeah,
2: song though isn't it
1: yep it is it's my favorite Muse song and I'm not, it's, well, I'm it's, it's, it's a Muse. top three Muse song
0: i'm not i'm yeah, not giving so, my opinion you you can wait until yeah. streams <laughs> after midnight's review of it and so that's to get my fine
1: opinion. um it's it, I, it's not vampires and worlds as I like them but I will say Bryce Dallas Howard shows up in the third one I think um, that sounds they about all right come together at this point. she she replaced another character from the first two Anna Kendrick's in one of them
2: in the she first she, she's one. in the first
1: it she was, was her first, first movie one. I believe Yeah. She's, yeah I, she's the I, I,
0: only, I only knew she was going to pop up because she's got a famous tweet where she said lol I just remembered I was in Twilight that's the reason why I yeah. knew she was in that movie <laughs> uh, yeah. alright so number 9, Cara Gets First Crack this one's actually bizarrely hard, unless you really remember this movie, to be honest. But thank you, David for this question. And the usual suspects. It's revealed mm-hmm. that Verbal Kent was getting details from around the interrogation room. What was the first thing that Detective Kujan noticed in the room that matched Kent's story? B. B's actually correct, funnily enough, so fair enough. Oh! Uh, uh, bra- that was a brand of corkboard, was the answer, yeah. B. Uh, i had
2: no no i've seen that movie once about six years ago and it's it's fine
0: I yeah. no desire
2: to it again i was never going to remember this yeah so i
0: guess the point though so fine
2: all right uh matt final movie question you get a first
0: crack at it uh which okay. famous actor uh or which now famous actor i should say hmm? uh played the bully in the never-ending story three
2: there's three of those yeah <laughs> there is <laughs> That's the right reaction to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is
0: it A, Jack Black, B, Ryan Reynolds, C, Norman Reedus, or D, Christian Slayer?
1: So three had to put it in the mid-90s.
2: I've got uh, it narrowed down to two that I think it
1: yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's Slater, Reynolds, Jack Black, and who's the third one? Or fourth one, I should say? Reedus, Norman Reedus. I'll say him, because that's around the time that Boondock Saints, I'm going to put... Neverending Story three around the mid nineties, so I'll say Norman Reedus.
0: That's incorrect. Connors get a chance to kill uh, us.
2: Ryan Reynolds. The answer Jack Black. Really, and that's actually, not one of the ones that I thought it was. And I, I knew Peter. this
0: because I had seen all three of these as a kid, so I remembered yeah. young Jack Black in this. The first uh,
1: time I ever seen Jack Black was in this movie called Airborne, which is about the surfer kid that has to move to Ohio of
2: course it's a surfer thing
1: Um, yeah well no he was ohio and of course there's no waves so he ends up uh roller uh, inline rollerblading um and of course all the hockey kids hate him because he's cool surfer bro and jack black's one of the hockey kids
2: um i the only one i really ruled out and that was christian slater i feel like mid-90s he was already doing too many things that were a bit too big yeah uh, so and even
1: this is a little bit too big in the eighties. Do, do you change? realize I'm how thinking. much quicker
2: these
0: quizzes would go if Matt didn't have like tr- like personal trivia after every question? I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm just yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, so we're standing, saying. we're at Matt with eleven points and Connor with eight points. So it's not that much of a difference right now. Uh, so there's one final round here, this right? Add- right. Uh, and what this is is these are all going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger lines. And <laughs> there's, there's, oh, no one, there's no there's st- no no there's no stealing in this one, right? I'm just going to say it. We're going to rotate between Connor and Matt, and you either get it or you don't. But it's a chance to mop up some points. Right? Chance yep. to mop up some points. Are, All right. are, are, Pete, are you doing the accent? I can't really do it. I'll try if you want me to, but... do uh, you know, like you I, I, can,
2: I can probably count on one hand the amount of Arnie movies I've seen. They're not That's my fault. sort of films. That's your fault for being weird. Uh, no, just Those sorts of action movies have never been my sort of films. So, yeah. And you know this. This is this is unfair. Here's the excuses. So he knows full well I don't like these sorts of actions. This was a fun round idea. Well, I,
1: I can tell by your hot take on Attraction, which I still haven't seen, and it made me very angry. And I haven't seen it. I wanted to. Yeah. The the new Hemsworth movie. All right. We'll
0: get there. All right. Okay. Uh, so okay, Car gets to go first. Yep. So we'll just leave quickly. All right. Uh, number one, it's not a tumor.
2: No. <laughs> just say something. I don't know. I don't. I have an answer for you. I don't know what. What? It, it, I don't know it's what yes or no. Is
1: this an Arnold line or Is it not an Arnold? Line? No, no, right, no, okay.
2: no, no, no,
0: no, no. You're it's guessing not the movie. Oh, no, you're guessing the movie. Is that yes or no? Oh, you're guessing the you're
1: movie. Guessing the
2: movie.
0: See, you, you didn't actually tell us that. Part. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. You're, just, you're trying in the movies from right.
2: Arnold's oh. been in so many movies. Just fire one out. <laughs> uh, I, I, no, I've, I've just, I have no idea. Just say one. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. No, I'm good. I, I don't know any. Water, uh, blanking. just say
1: Terminator for all he's, of he's them. He's such
2: a spoiled sport, right? <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know the answer. I'm not going to just sit here and guess random Arnie movies.
1: Well, you only have to guess one, and you'll be wrong. Yeah, please. I know. There's no showmanship in this. Come on, just say anything. Pass. Kindergarten cop. Boom. Nailed it.
0: Yeah. All right, you know what, Matt? You can just mop up points here. Just,
2: just let Matt have this cap. All right.
0: Okay, fine. This is going to be a hell of a, a curveball on the, the points here. but All right, two... I'll see you at the
1: party, Richter. Uh, Victor, uh, true lies.
0: Nope. That's correct. Answer was total recall. Uh, Damn. Because Michael Ironside is Richter. Uh, it's it's he's, right. he's holding uh, Ironside's uh, arms that have been ripped off. Is it? Yeah. I'll see you at the party, Richter. All right. Number three, put the cookie down. That's Kindergarten Cop. Jingle all the way. That's not oh, as well as he thought he did. That's
1: right. That's where he said Kindergarten Cop.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Put the cookie down. Yeah. Uh, number four, nice night for a walk.
1: Nice night for a walk. Hmm. Trying to think mid nineties. What he did. Um, the way that he said that kind of understated. <laughs> I'm going to say it's not one of his bigger ones.
2: I wouldn't judge it on Pete's delivery. I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying the pressure's not good.
1: I actually, yeah, Conner, I have no idea what this could be from. Uh, Understated it may not mean it's a smaller
0: movie. It may just mean the character is more no, understated.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like one of his smaller characters that he has done. I don't know. I mean, it's
0: Terminator. I wouldn't count it as a smaller character, it's... but really, it's from Terminator. Yeah, if Bill Paxton says like "Nice night for a walk." He's like "Nice night for a walk." It's when he's close oh, close. Uh, all right, number five. Stick around.
1: Stick around. See, this is a lot more difficult now that I've already said ones that I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm actually kind of ashamed of how many I would get easily. <laughs> yeah. I know these quite well. Stick around, Predator. As Predator. It's when he stabs a guy yeah. with a knife. And yep. He's pinned up against I, the like, wall. I was
1: either Predator or Commando, and I had to take a guess.
0: All right. Uh, okay, you got one there. Um, obviously, I mean, we'll just count the points from before for the game. Matt won, right? But we'll keep doing these because they're fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, number... Uh, do, 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 what, what? Uh, six. Who's your daddy, and what does he do?
1: <laughs> dad's kindergarten cop. Ah,
0: kindergarten cop.
1: Yeah, you that's what he, Our dad says. Our, our mom says our dad's a real sex machine. <laughs> 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 I love kindergarten cop. Number uh. seven.
0: You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. <laughs> is
3: that commando?
1: No,
0: that no. is a last action hero as he pits someone uh. in the nuts. That's
1: right. <laughs> I forget
0: last action hero. I would forgotten this one, admittedly, but it's really funny. Yeah. But see what I, I was I was because I got a bunch off the top of my head and I was looking up for some other ones and I found this one and laughed out loud when I read it. I'm like, I don't remember this line. <laughs> Alright. Uh, this one's super easy. You'll know this. Uh, you're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm gonna kill you last.
1: Funny guy, Sally. <sighs> you say it's easy and then I get into my oh. head. I know the name Sully too. I'll give you a follow-up. When I said yeah. I'd kill you last, I lied. <laughs> well, it's one that you really like. <laughs> so I have it narrowed down to, to True Lies or Commando. Uh huh. In the cheesiness, I'm going to say Commando. Commando's right. It's Commando. Yeah.
0: There's Patrick. There's David Patrick Kelly. He's holding upside yep. down at the cliff. And
1: his. Uh... His name's John Matrix,
0: so just let that sink in. Yes, it. yes. Arnold's like <laughs> movie, the character name, in that is John Matrix. Yes, um, yes. Uh, actually, don't know the fire was. This isn't one of the, one of them, but one of the ones in the list that I was looking at, where it just said basically all of them was to hell with you, because <laughs> he says that in a lot of movies. Yeah. Obviously, I'll be back. He says in a lot, but to hell I'll with you back. is one that he says a lot. Uh, yeah. All right, number number nine. Uh, there is no bathroom.
1: There is no bathroom. All right, so that's one of. His- it's the jingle all the way,
0: or Kindergarten Cop. We hot to two, so jingle all the way. Kindergarten Cop. Damn uh, it! Joe, Joe, it's funny. This Kindergarten Cop is one of his most quotable movies. It is, which is kind of what so many... this is. What I'm proving here with this quiz. Yes. Uh, all right, number ten. I did nothing. The pavement was. <laughs> I can't, I'll be honest. He doesn't that yell this be. one, so it's hard to do an impression yeah. of. Uh, I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy.
1: <laughs> uh, last Action Hero. That's twins. Now twins,
0: really? Yeah, he because uh, someone steals the, the beautiful suitcase with his stuff in it, Uh-oh. and uh, he just sort of uh, hits someone he's on the bike, and he, he's like, "I did nothing." The paper was his enemy. Good one. Yeah. Uh, number eleven. Consider that a divorce. Consider that a divorce.
1: So he's fighting with a. Uh... Man, I can see this in my head too. <laughs> uh, c- 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 shoot, I
0: don't know. It is Total Recall. It's after Total he kills Sharon Stone. His, that's, uh, that's his, right. wife. I haven't
1: seen Total Recall probably since nineteen ninety
0: six. I'll be honest. I would have totally had the line from uh, Running Man about uh, Plane yeah. Zero now sub or Sub Zero Plane Zero, but that was in the quiz before, right. so I couldn't use it. Right. Yet. Right. Uh, uh number. Uh, twelve. I eat green berries for breakfast, and right now I'm very hungry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I eat green berries for breakfast, and right now I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> I didn't remember this one, but this one's pretty funny. Yeah.
1: So he's against the military. They're after him because it's it's Arnold. hmm Um, is a it predator.
0: It's not. It's commando.
1: It's commando. Dead okay. the Goldux
0: character. Um, one that I didn't put in there was actually from. Was a funny, I, I didn't remember liking this movie, but there was a line that people had in the list from the End of Days, uh, <laughs> where he says to presumably the villain, "Compared to you, uh, compared to me, you're a choir boy or something like that." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, number thirteen. There's eighteen of these. Oh, sorry, sixteen of these. By the way, uh, okay. we're almost done. Uh, thirteen. I'm the party popper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kindergarten cop. Yes, <laughs> nah. that movie's so cool uh, it is. All
0: right, number fourteen is kind of easy, but you may forget yep. which one it's from because it's such a famous right. line.
1: Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Um. Uh, predator. Predator is the right
0: answer. Yeah. Uh, and then number. Oh, I'm not that point. Uh, number fifteen. Mm-hmm. Let off some steam, Bennett.
1: Uh, let off some steam, Bennett. Bennett's uh... man. Now, to the now they're all name. coming together. They're yeah. all yeah, they're all coming together though, because like Connor said, there's there's a reason I understand why Connor doesn't like Arnold movies. Um, so for a while they were just plug and play, oh, but dude. that's why I enjoy them.
0: Oh, they're amazing. They're the best.
1: Yeah. Let off some steam, Bennett.
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger's my Star Wars.
2: Yeah, i, mean, I just realised that. In, t- in terms of Arnold movies I've seen, you mm-hmm. got Terminators, Commando, Predator. Mm-hmm. That's probably about it. I'm good. I don't ever two want to see it wise, Kindergarten
1: long. Cop are, are my two favourites. Anyway, um, what else was
0: doing better? Come
1: on, this is the second last one. Uh, Commando.
0: Commando's right? Yeah. That was right. Uh, the final one, uh, What one of my low-key favourites that people always yep. forget about. You killed my father big mistake when you get the context of what this is in yeah amazing is it
1: one of the terminators
0: no it's uh, Mm a last action hero it's when the kid is uh, having to study hamlet in school so he imagines hamlet starring arnold schwarzenegger oh my god that's right i love that sequence i
1: was gonna say last action hero but then i thought "Ah, what part of the movie yeah because uh, so,
0: I love the ending of it, because he says to be or not to be, and then he goes not to be, and then it explodes behind the castle explodes yeah. behind him. I yeah. love that. I section. had
1: a I had a action figure of Arnold based off of that scene where the Hamlet skull would shoot out of his hand. <laughs> it was the nineties were wild for so good, figures.
0: so good. Uh, so that was uh, you got six of those out of sixteen.
1: Yeah, no, not my proudest moment, but still. Yeah, I'm I was surprised. Honestly, I thought that would have been yeah a bit yeah
0: all right. Yeah, anyway, I, had, I had fun doing
1: them. After so, uh, my favorite thing is now he's Chris Pratt's uh, father-in-law. That's that's so weird. That's weird, actually.
0: Uh, odd it's stuff. Um, all right. Uh, so that is that is the quiz. Uh, so we will get on to what we've been working through this week. I guess we'll start with comic books, as it is supposed to be a comic book mm-hmm. podcast normally. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go. Says has be quiet during the Arnold quiz. Yeah. Uh, we'll get Connor. He's a party pooper. <laughs> he is a party pooper.
1: It's, You're a ginger.
0: It's just
2: not my thing. Sorry. You're such a filthy ginger. Anyway. What, what, what... Uh, uh. I have been reading uh, Jimmy Olsen. And I, by that, I mean the Kirby stuff. Ooh. Yeah, oh, very fancy. I, I know. Uh, no, basically, I realized, hey, I've got, like, most of these Kirby trades that DC have been putting out over the last few years on Comicsology. I've just not really touched them. And... Um, they haven't part of Forever People one yet, so I'm having to use DC Universe for that part of the, the order. I thought, I'll just read them in order, and, you know, as, as to how they kind of interacted and you know, set up all the, the, the fourth world stuff. Um, it's wild to think that Darkseid was introduced in Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Like, it's you kind of forget about it. And it's one of those facts that you know in the back of your brain. And then you get there and see him pop up on a TV screen, and, and he's just there. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, that's his first appearance it's uh it's bizarre because yeah he
1: was seeding the the fourth world stuff throughout jimmy olsen so yes. it wouldn't be such a big out of nowhere uh, kind of thing out yeah. of nowhere thing yeah because the because you also had the forever
2: people who are like hippies i think yeah. they showed up in, in jimmy olsen first i think, I think they sh- I think they show up in their own book first and then in Jimmy. Oh, olsen. okay gotcha so um, yeah
0: did, did you happen to since you're getting into like dark sage stuff did you uh happen to know dark Sage's true name earlier <laughs>
2: No, that hasn't been done yet. Yeah. okay. I, I actually think I did know that. Like that wasn't a random guess. It was in the yeah, back of my yeah. brain somewhere. Um, oh, that's fair. It's one of those yeah. random bits of trivia where most people wouldn't know it. Like, I didn't know it off the
0: top of my head. This yeah. it's just one of those things.
2: It's one of those things that it's it's one of those things, it always reminds me of like the monitors name and stuff like that. It's so mm-hmm. it's one of those where I knew it was kind of along that line. Yeah, uh, I can tell you what that is off of my head, but if you give me a multiple choice I might get it. Yeah, yeah. It's but I knew it was similar style to that name. So I was like, like Yeah, he- okay. I'll hear it and it'll click, you know? That's... Yeah. Um, but uh, Jimmy Olsen, it, it's this uh, a lot of the the first part of this run that he did was uh, with the the Newsboy Legion, but the the young ones, right? Uh, that are clones maybe, or, or I think um, there's a lot of clones running around. There's a whole cloning facility. There's like 43 Jimmy Olsons at least, because <laughs> one comes up to him and is like, "Hey, I'm number 43. What are you?" And soon one's like, "There's a, it's your lucky day, son, because this is Jimmy Prime." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like what the hell is going on Jim, Jimmy has is, no idea about any of this yeah so it's one of those things that i kind of the more
1: i learn about comics and you know i i have respect for stanley and whatnot but once kirby left for dc you could kind of see how much he had input towards the stuff him and stan did t- together
2: there, there's a reason he's called the king
1: yeah <laughs> right and so um it's just it's amazing how creative this dude was. Who just seemed like he's the real life the thing, right? Like a lot of a lot of those mannerisms mm. of Ben Grimm are are Jack Kirby, so you wouldn't have him as this dude with psychedelic thoughts, you know, and and putting together this fourth world
2: mythology breaking storytelling, yeah. you know, exactly. And so I've read like the first six or seven issues of his Jimmy Olsen and one Forever People, because that kind of comes in between some of the issues. Uh, At least according to the the order I found online. I I doubt it's publication order, but just, you know, as a nice reading way. Um, And, uh, yeah, it it, it holds up. It's so easy to read still. Uh, Kirby's stuff really has aged well, a lot better than a lot of other stuff from that period. I don't know if it's his fantastically clean lines that are just so easy to look at and read or if it is just mm-hmm. one of those things where when you get a- an artist that's writing that trusts their own work that doesn't feel the need to caption and dialogue everything over you know they don't overcompensate so it's it reads a lot quicker than a lot of other books from that period um, there's not like narration boxes describing every single action like you often found then mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's actually really good i'm enjoying it a lot um, i've read the first like couple of issues a while back uh, and then got busy probably with reading stuff for this podcast. And <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me uh, if that was the reason Because that, that that has cut into a lot of runs I've tried to read over the last few years. Um, but yeah, I am I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, so I've got that um, forever. People I'm reading on DC universe. And then I've got Mr. Miracle and new gods as well that we'll get to uh, when they're in the right place. And that's the, the, the most I've been reading. <clears throat>
0: Yeah. Um. Today I started catching up finally on Immortal Hulk. Uh. I'm not super far. Ooh. Uh. Mm. I, I read like the last issue I read before I read that again, just sort of as I sort mm-hmm. of ease in to like where I'm like
2: What issue are you up to now? Uh. So
0: I read uh 16, 17, and 18 today. I think. Uh, okay. All oh, so. right. 25 is when it really shakes so, up. Yeah. Uh, so it's about yeah, halfway so... through the run so far. Uh.
1: So you've inter- uh, been introduced to the concept of Devil Hulk, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, where there? I am right now. Uh. Uh, Joe it. Uh, would pop back yeah. in and then right now I'm dealing with Abomination and uh, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff is what's going on. Uh, so uh, really good stuff. Uh, I think cause I remember thinking the Hell stuff was a little bit drawn out for my tastes mm-hmm. uh, when that was going on. I remember you saying that at the time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this arc after the Hell stuff uh, just reading it sort of fresh today after some time away from it um, like I really like this arc so far. Like these three mm-hmm. issues have been just flown in for me. Um, I also I have to point out <laughs> that in uh one of the issues at one point he like finds out a computer login and the mm-hmm. login details for this computer uh the username is like geiger hr and the passwords in the stromo yeah. and I, mm-hmm. I i cackled <laughs> with laughter of you course. nerd yeah. al youing you nerd yeah um yeah so uh
2: but no well, I'm just, having, just
1: I'm wait pete that's not the only type of stuff that you're gonna go you nerd
2: there's a lot of rumors of Al Ewing taking over Iron Man now that slots leaving. So. Oh, maybe I'll try really? Iron Man. Yeah. That's, that's the rumor yeah. that I'm hearing. I don't know whether or not it's yeah. true. Yeah. I, no word. A couple
0: months ago, I'd been catching up in Daredevil, and I had technically caught up at one point, although I'm probably a couple behind now, uh, but not by much. Probably not much, given that they haven't published yeah.
2: anything in about six weeks.
0: Right. So you know, a month before they all start coming back is a nice little window to catch up on a few things. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to and- catch up on that. I work. I was catching up in Cap. I didn't get all the way caught, but I did finish the second trade. So I've maybe got like ten issues or something to read. But um, Mm -hmm. so I'm getting there. I wanted to catch up in Thompson's Captain Marvel because I like Thompson a lot, Uh, and that's kind of my to do. That's my targets for just now. Uh, in terms of Mm -hmm. other stuff. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll, even once DC comes back, I'll we'll keep apprised of the progress of uh, all the other stuff because we may as well. It's going to be a small amount of books for a while. So yeah. uh, but no. Uh, No, I'm digging uh, fun stuff. I love the character work. I love that it's kind of teaching me about Hulk deep history. Uh, It's accessible to me despite the fact that it's drawing on that history. It's
1: Uh, it's, it's well done. It's the most interested I've ever been in the Hulk. And the the Hulk's a character I should like. I I just never got into him. Mm. And every time I tried his book, it was just it wasn't there. And I think by making it a horror-themed book, Mm. and then it's not just like it, it's very it's not typical horror like it gets to some body horror horror type stuff oh but yeah there's other things that play there that just work
0: there's a moment uh in one of the issues i just read that was very the thing the what he does to himself to sort mm-hmm. of fight back uh yep. that really that. yeah that really was kind of like a big huge moment and those yeah. payoff moments are really good i i you know, I've always liked Hulk and wanted to really, and I, as a Peter David run, and I, I want to go back. I've got a few of the trades mm. in comicsology, and I'll definitely do it at some point. Um, but you know, I've, I've I've tried multiple times over the last decade, and it, you know, whether it was Indestructible Hulk, which Wade did, and I like Wade, but it was only okay. It just yeah, wasn't I think there. we spoke about
2: this a week or two yeah. ago, didn't
0: we? Uh, and then likewise, I tried uh, was it the one before that, the one after it,
2: whatever it was. But you know, every time I've tried it in the last ten years, it's not been that good. The the only it, problem with this current run, which is pretty fantastic, is it occasionally relies too much on previous knowledge of other whole yeah. stuff that I'm just well, lacking. And some of the as, some of the big moments lose their impact because of that.
1: But but as the type of person I am that hears the name Johnny Peril and then goes and researches it, like the, the fact that you'll get to a character Pete named Zemnu, and I'm like, Oh Al Ewing created this guy and then you pull him up, like oh no, Zemnu's been throughout Marvel no, history. I- I, I think what's you intriguing know.
0: to me about it is that it reminds me of getting into DC back when I didn't know a mm-hmm. lot of stuff about DC. and yeah. it, I, I feel like this is going to be an all timer where people are going to hold this up as one of these seminal Hulk runs where we, this yeah. is kind of what got a lot of people into it. It's what made people care about the character in a lot of ways. Um, and it does make like, me want to go back and read like Peter David's run and read some of these and classic yeah, runs.
2: Again, I think this song was said before on the main show, but the beauty of comics right now in, in this day and age is you can throw in concepts that in this book you're going. huh, okay. You can tell that's a big moment because of the way it's paced and framed and revealed, yeah. but you don't quite get the impact. Just go to Google. Wikipedia has got anything you need to know, and and you go. Oh, okay, I understand yeah. what this is yeah. now for the Our, next issue.
0: And for the most part, mm-hmm. comicsology will have, or one of the other services will have the issues if you want to actually track them down and read them. It's you know, it's not hard yeah. to get. Yeah. It's not everything's not out of print like it was,
2: you know, for a long time. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're we're quite fortunate that yeah. we can. Even if you don't want to read the story, you can get the context you need just from a very quick Google search for most things. Well, so, yeah. yeah,
1: and something I read, Fing Fing Foom, showed up. And I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> this is a character I did not know is still part of the mainstream Marvel continuity. So like, I, like Pete just said, it is like that time where you're, you're still kind of learning and to be what, fair, who these characters are and whatnot. But and, to, and to
0: be fair, I mean, it still happens with all of us with DC as well. Because sometimes Johns yeah. or someone will pull something out of a hat, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, what's this? And it's oh no,
2: that that is a thing from. Uh, I, I can yeah. count multiple times on our show where Matt has sat there and googled something because it's like, what yeah. is yeah. this? And just gone, well, we need to yeah. know now. Yeah, Nathaniel
0: yeah. Dusk. Just that's the that's the one that comes to me. <laughs> Nathaniel Dusk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no, uh, it is. Um, anyway, Matt, what was your... Uh, been...
1: Yeah, so so uh, I'll, I'll leave it since we're talking about Marvel right now. Uh, I've been catching up with all-new Wolverine. And since last week, I've probably read 10, 11 issues because I, I can't put it down. Did you, did you get um, past that point of... Okay, I got past... All right, to, oh, this yeah. is really good. So I, I finished the first arc, which was pretty okay. Um, but it wasn't Tom Taylor as much as I loved it. And then we got to the the... Um, old man Logan uh, that's, te- that's
0: technically a Civil War 2 tie-in, but it's not that but connected.
1: it was, but no, but it was way better than anything in Civil War 2. Oh, sure, yeah. Like, her, like, Tom Taylor addressing what the issue of, of Civil War 2 was with Laura and about free will versus determinism, and him, like, you're, she, she stops to talk with Cap, and at this time, this is right before Cap Mm -hmm. you know revealed himself to be you know hydra and whatnot so he looks just it looks super weird and i was like no no don't trust him what are you doing right but laura stops to talk to him I was like look you're getting ready to arrest him for something he hasn't done yet like and this is coming from somebody that did bad things like you know and i'm making the determined you know i'm making the decision not to and so there was this real like real moment in this otherwise you know Tie in to to an event and tom taylor made it work so it started picking up there because you know gabby shows up and you get jonathan the, the 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 wolverine who's great he's up there now with like crypto and yeah, whatnot
0: yeah and, all those super pets yeah he's, he's up there yeah <laughs> he, he is yeah and
1: uh, and whatnot um
0: but honestly Matt, I, see once you get past because i like the first two arcs right but see once you get past uh-huh. that it's basically gold till the end the only complaint i'd have with the rest of the run Is I wish that it didn't end with the future arc, which you'll get to. It's it's a good arc. It's just it's weird that that's last.
1: Well, yeah. So, right now, so I I finished the Enemy of the State 2, which Mm. is probably one of my favorite Wolverine stories of all time. That
0: was wonderful. I loved that. that And,
1: and again, I had to go start looking at Madripoor and Tiger Tiger and all these other that I'm just out of, you know, um, I'm out of play with when it comes uh, to marvel and stuff that's like a a blind spot that entire section um but what happened there with her saying that i'm not a number and wanting to take her own and the stuff with the trigger scent Mm -hmm. and him cleaning up her history and moving the character forward that is some of the best stuff so now i understand where why pete's got upset that they when wolverine came back we couldn't have two existing wolverines yeah they made her x-23 again no that's, that's not who she is um, and now I'm on the alien virus, which I'm not as big on after enemy of the state, but like, that's so hard to follow up. Yeah. I'm sure it's good. It's a fun but little it... sort of filler in between the, the more important yeah. arcs. So. Yeah. So it's really good. And Gabby is completely grown on me because she should not work. The, just the way, like, this is a clone of a clone, yeah. but her innocence there, like the, the fact that she can go from completely threatening to, Hey, look, a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something charming, and it's so Tom Taylor yeah. that that it works. Like, um, but yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it it it's gotten to that point where I I'm. It was like that with with Hawkeye, where I didn't want to put it down. Mm. But so this was a slow start, and then once I got to the old man Logan stuff, and I was like, man, he is killing this because I didn't want to read that because of Civil War two killed a lot of interest in, in Marvel for me um, because just it wasn't handled very well. Um, so I thought, oh man, don't don't do this with this book. But I actually really enjoyed it. See, I think I enjoyed it more than Pete and, and Connor at this junction.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, possibly. But uh, um, Honestly, all, all the only thing I'll say is that uh, for, for X-23 by Tamaki that follows this up, yeah, the name is the only complaint I'd have because it, yeah. she yeah. does a great job of continuing yeah. those characters. I did,
1: I did start picking that up when it came out, and then I, I fell behind and, and stopped getting it. So I, think I did read a couple of those issues because I do like the Cuckoos, and they, hmm. they pop up in there. So that's why I started reading that. I feel uh, like
0: because now that you've read this and you'll finish this, you'll have a completely different appreciation for the characters when yep. you start that.
1: So. Oh, most likely. Um, and then the other thing that I really enjoyed that I read was the um, the, the Mark Russell Swamp Thing story. Mm.
3: Uh, oh, the, the, digital the, the digital first.
1: Digital my. It's one of my favorite Swamp Thing things I've, I've read, just one issue, because he's taking the horror aspect of the character with the like eco section of the character and he's making them merge. So like yes, Swamp Thing is this monster, but he's a monster because he's defending the earth.
2: Do you know and, I was really glad I didn't pick this up earlier because now the prices have dropped. I'd have been so annoyed yeah. if i picked yeah. this up. Then, <laughs> yeah. it and this is gonna
1: price, be now I might. It, if you're interested in the character of Swamp Thing at all or invested in Swamp Thing, I would say pick this up. Um because it's about, there's this company that, it's like Sunderland Foods, right? And they seem like they're just a, a food company. But they have this practice of, they, they have this thing called the terminus seed. And once it's planted, it only grows and will only reproduce so much. So you have to buy more. But the problem is, it's not just the seed. It's, it goes and cross-pollinates with everything else. And so when it's planted in a field, it goes and takes over other people's crops which now becomes Sunderland's property, right? So Swamp Thing's like, no, this is a complete corruption of the earth and of the ecosystem. And he goes and starts tearing down their facilities. And he he le- leaves the workers alive, even though they're trying to you know fight him and whatnot. And um, he finds out that he he's finding out that as the more he interacts with the world, the more it's making like he has to put all of his anger and bitterness in one spot, which is now his heart, for lack of a better word, and then he drops his heart somewhere in the swamp. Well, the company has found these hearts, and now they're trying to figure out what they are and to weaponize them. Um, and so now it's this whole thing about how he's trying to stop corruption, but by trying to stop the corruption, he's leading more towards the corruption. So it's like this never-ending cycle. And, and now the company wants to stop him, but they don't know where this bitter stuff or his hearts are coming from they just know it's this weird plant matter now that they've done experiments on and it creates a very st- strong neurotoxin um, and they're going to try to use it to stop him so but it's typical Mark Russell um, like it, it reads episodic so he's he's like almost perfect for this mm. to where there's going to be part of a bigger narrative like Wonder Twins was or like Funstones was but each chapter can almost stand on its own so it'll have that thread uh. of Sun- versus Sunderland how, so,
0: how long is each issue?
1: Um, let me pull it up. They're, I mean, they're digital
2: issues. Are they so they're shorter? When, because uh, obviously some digital first ones use that just landscape thing, where they're like mm. four panels, or are they proper oh, traditional yeah. comic this, format?
1: This one, this one felt traditional. Let I me mean, let me pull it up.
2: Yeah. Um, Comicsology claims it's just mm-hmm. loading. It is seventeen pages.
1: Okay, yeah. that's not Which terrible.
2: isn't bad for a yeah, dollar. If those are full comic pages, that's pretty good. Yeah, so so far I'm thumbing through and there's not too many doubles. Issue 2, it says, is actually 18 pages. Um, okay. uh, yeah. They they look like standard formatted comic pages as opposed to like... Yeah, um, that's better than normal. Because
0: the reason why I, I've typically not been super into the Digital First stuff uh, as they're released is because... I feel like each chapter's too short, and then not only is it yeah. only like ten pages, there are these like half pages as well.
2: Like, yeah, if you look at like uh, Injustice is a good example. I think yeah. that did it, uh, yeah. where it's well, it is like it's formatted the one, for a, a horizontal screen the one, the,
0: one I, the one I tried back when it was coming yeah. out was uh, there was a Supergirl one, which was uh, yeah. Sterling Gates I think was writing it, yeah. and like it was these horizontal pages, but they are actually half like, because the, the physical version essentially took the two horizontal pages and put them, you know, top and put and them together for yeah. a page. Uh, so so they were really short and they felt so short and it it was hard to almost remember what was happening because they they were just too short to you know get a full story out of it they binge really well though yeah once you've got them all sure yeah but
1: that's but the thing with this one is i feel because these came from the giants now i don't know about this one i don't know if this was planned for giants and they turned around and and put them you know out here first
0: that'll be why that'll be why the regular format yeah
1: exactly so um but yeah, but it's it's really good. I am going to pick this up when they collect it, uh, or if they collect it, because this is a all-timer, I feel. Yeah. I just just, had just had based a,
2: off the first issue. Just had a quick look. that huh? The Aquaman, the, these are just the first issues. Mm-hmm. Aquaman was 16 pages and Flash was 17. So they're all going to be around that 16 to 18 pages, which for a yeah. dollar is pretty reasonable.
1: Right. That's good, though. But- yeah. And then I also read the second issue of the Superman one by Venditti. And I feel he is leaning towards the silver aginess of Superman, especially in that issue, because that whole issue is about this gambling ring that's going on in Metropolis, where Superman finds out that they're gambling on if he can stop something. Right. So how he acts. So if they think there's going to be a fire, someone will go start a fire and then they'll bet on how quick he responds to it. If he blows it out with that's right. Right. And so the, the main villain ends up being this character who's called the Gambler, and him and Superman have some words, and it's very Silver Agey. and I didn't enjoy it as much as the first issue, but it's still a whole lot of fun.
2: So what um, you're saying is, I probably won't regret picking a couple of these up later. No,
1: no. And then I picked up, based off of one of our of our listeners, uh, told me how great the Flash issues have been. So I picked up both uh, of the those. G-
2: the Gail Simone ones.
1: The Gail Simone, yeah. And so... I started it before we were recording, and then we, we started recording. So I'm only a couple uh, pages in, and it's definitely its own continuity because Iris is it Barry, it, it's Barry, and it's it's Iris almost, but Iris from the show, and it's set before they're an actual couple, and he is constantly stumbling over himself, hmm. uh, and it's the most adorable Barry. So is it, like, is it, is it
0: supposed to be in the country at the show, or is it just a? So, no,
1: no, it's. Inspired I think it's. By yeah and i think it's this thing where it's there's no continuity so they can kind of do what they want and it's simone doing the this is what barry allen is to me and i would guess she's a big fan of the uh, the iris that makes or sense. the tv and version I, of irish I just,
2: I think there's a, a smart element of given that these were sold in like you know, walmart mm-hmm. the, the, the point yeah. of these giants was to yep. try and hit a new audience Right. Uh, I think it's safe to say the Flash TV show has a bigger audience than than the Flash comic. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, so, why not try and be well, a little bit more recognizable, maybe, for and those it's, fans?
1: And it's really only how she looks, because she's still Iris, as we know her, right? She's a reporter that's, you know, constantly getting into trouble. I mean, technically, um,
2: the
0: show version kind of became that. They did it mm-hmm. for like six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like it yeah, happened
2: then, then remind you of it that every, like, yeah. the, you know, I
0: season, actually I actually really like how this pattern, in the role, it just, but, like, yeah. a lot of the characters on those shows, the, the writing and the CW just does not yeah. give them... Uh,
2: yeah, I well, there are very few actors, in, in terms of the core cast on any of those shows, that I really dislike. Uh, I think they're all doing their best. And yeah. and even when they're not... If I, if I don't think they're the best actors, I don't have anything well, like, against these people. Nice so, to... like...
1: Yeah, so, like, yeah, Dominic Purcell as Heatwave. is not really Heatwave as we know him from the comics. Huh. He right. is—he is the legend of tomorrow's version of Heatwave, and if that Heatwave were to bleed back in the comics, I'm okay with that because he's my favorite character on that show. Oh, he's
0: great. he's hey, Matt, so good. Uh, yeah. How far have you gotten? I, I don't want to say too much. A kiss you've gotten there yet? No,
2: the, the other stuff with with Mick—is so, that what you're getting? Let me yeah.
0: just say—is there any the typewriter, romance novel? Yes. Yes, See? there is.
1: So, so there a. I just watched the Groundhog Day episode. Oh, um, oh so good. That's where they find out. Hedgehog yep, Day. That one was really good. <laughs> um and and yeah so the, those characters really
2: are growing on me uh on the yeah, show but that like, might be the best episode of that season i, I like yeah. Zarya
0: a lot huh? Zas, and i already can kind of like Zari, but Zarya was really good after that episode because it really yep. got, that,
1: I like
2: that. Episode brought her into the group a lot more yeah. well i
1: like i like how she's trying to hack the the, the time stream right yeah. and she's looking for like well no just because they say it works like this doesn't mean it has to work like this and
2: I, so, I, I like I all
0: of like that. I that show so much. Yeah, I'm so close to having a full season to binge. I'm so excited. I know. It's yeah. going to be
2: so good, isn't it? <laughs> so,
1: um, so, so, I'm up to that point. I've I, I met Bebo. Um, yes. I don't play, love Bebo as Wait. much
2: as you
0: guys do. but, but Yeah, You haven't got to the season three finale yet, though, have you? No.
1: Aha, no. uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. So, you, yeah. you've had the so, introduction to Bebo in, in the Viking, yes.
1: right? But you've yes. not
0: had the payoff.
1: Nope. Yeah. So, the true, the, um, the
0: one true evil. the one true evil
1: Right. So, but yeah. So I feel like these comics are doing that kind of thing where whatever the writer wants to do, within reason, of these are your version. Because I even feel like Vendetti Superman's a lot like that, where it's bits and pieces from others. And now with Barry, and then with Swamp Thing, like um, I just, it, it's kind of the perfect balance of all of them, and they don't have to fit into continuity. It's these are just stories you want to tell. And I think they're working thus far. And, I mean, it, 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 I'm probably biased because I like all three of those creators, you know, like Gail Simone and then Mark Russell and, and Robert Venditti. So, and, um, but, yeah, no. So, like, three, four pages into the, the uh, Flash story. I'm super into it. So, uh, so far, these are That's good. good. And hey, I was missing I, DC. A lot, a lot of Marvel for me.
2: So I'm thinking of picking up the, uh, the Flash one and... Uh, uh, swamp thing aquaman seems to be changing team yeah issue because the, the first issue was orlando and so is the third but the second one's not that's
1: that's why i skipped because i'm not yeah not taking thought, the gamble
2: to orlando which orlando's
1: not a bad rider i just i've there's a I mean there's if a I i was gonna take a gamble a dollar
2: guess. is the price i'd be willing to gamble on yeah yeah i've I've tried i've tried enough rolando i know my opinion on exactly at this point uh i'm i'm also quite tempted by the uh the palmy and connor wonder woman stuff
1: yeah right in your house
2: so it is i I, I love that stuff yeah but
1: yeah so i'm 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 plugging away through x23 i'll probably be done by next week yeah um with it at, at this point um but i was worried i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit there and lie about it i was worried as of last week going I don't like this as much as everyone else. But, all right, so when I'm done with that one, I have X-Men Red or I have uh, West Coast Avengers. Assuming They're both going, about the same. I, I
0: assume you can straight into X-23 after uh, All New Wolverine. Should I or should I go to x Red? Direct yeah, sequel. I would finish that. I would do that 12 okay. issues and then move on to whatever you're doing next.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, also, did you read the annual for, x- or for All New Wolverine? Yes. Okay, because so? <laughs> I I had to hunt down where it showed up, because it was just there. It wasn't part of a collection.
2: I got the singles. Uh, uh, Joe, you make me want to check. Maybe now. I didn't. It, <laughs> it was
1: it was Spider Gwen and and Laura.
0: Oh, I did read this. And, I do remember reading and their this. adventures.
2: Okay,
1: yeah. I had to track down when it was, or because it wasn't. It just said the year it came out, and I was like, this does not I help me. I read it
2: between issues five and six.
1: Okay, yeah, I read it between six and seven Yeah, i don't think it matters
0: too much because it's kind of
1: standalone and but it doesn't matter or i read it between seven after because i already have jonathan so um but yeah nice. but it was pretty good it's it's really the first i've read of spider gwen and i don't know if it was just tom taylor but i thought she's pretty cool um so yeah it's but yeah i had a hunt what issue this came out in between what time of year and then i just kind of guessed And I end up guessing right, because when the next arc picks up, it talks about her adventures being, you know, her adventures with Spider-Gwen.
2: That sounds about right.
0: Yeah. Well, Spider-Gwen's good fun in uh, West Coast Avengers.
1: Yeah. She really is. Oh, no, Gwen, that's Gwenpool. Gwenpool. I'm I'm
0: messing my my Gwens up.
1: (laughs) Too many Gwens. All right, so I should do X-23 next, because it's Samaki. That's yeah. a direct follow-up to... Uh, I mean, X-Men Open.
0: Red is good, but it was an only cut short because it was only 10 issues.
1: Yeah.
0: Or 12 issues yeah. or something like that. Well, that, that's tall. why
1: I'm, I'm going... Because, like, still my, my Kate Bishop Hawkeye is still I'd say i I'd say West Coast Avengers is better, but X-Men Red still yeah. still worth reading. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I have a Young Avengers sitting there, the... the
2: uh, Gillen and McKelvey. I, I saw, just... Marvel yeah. just announced all their next, you know, six weeks or whatever <laughs> of what they're shipping. And they're doing a collection of all the Gillian McKelvey Young Avengers, like a complete yeah. edition. And I already have all the stuff on Comixology. But, I mean, I could go for a, another version of that book. Because, God damn, it's, it is hands down my favorite Marvel thing I've ever read.
1: That's, well, as long as it treats Kate as a main character, I'll be down with it. It's, it's uh,
2: basic, I'd say the two main leads are Kate and uh, Kid Loki. Okay. But Kid like, mainly because that's what, what Gillen was coming off right. of doing in, in uh, right. Journey into Mystery and stuff with that. Right. So. No, that's sense. fine. I just, yeah,
1: Kate Bishop's up there with, with, you know, Starfire and Poison Ivy at this point. I get it. As characters I'll read no matter what.
2: So. Uh, uh, or one would argue better than those two characters, but whatever. You know. uh. <laughs> he just hasn't read the right Starfire stories yet, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I like Starfire more than Poison Ivy.
0: Well, that's fine. She's sometimes a villain. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> uh, so where do we where do we go next? Um, does Connor want a break?
2: <laughs> um, up to you guys. Whatever you want to do.
0: Yeah, Connor could have a break. So we'll talk about wrestling here quickly. And I did catch up. I, I hadn't watched Dynamite last week. Um, I did have two Dynamites to watch this week though. So I, I did. I, I mean, I, I skimmed some bits of it a bit more than I normally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I watched some of the big stuff from this week, of course. Uh, I actually, I thought this week's Dynamite was probably the best one it's had in probably like a month. Uh, it had some good matches in there. The tournament matches were pretty good. And I thought that the, 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 the disqualification tag
1: team match was mostly pretty funny to watch. Yeah, that was pretty good. I didn't like the end of Darby and Cody that's um, fair
0: i liked it in theory i just i think the execution was yeah. a little bit off i did love yep. them being dicks and taking each other's moves i loved cody doing yeah. the figure four. i loved oh i love cody doing the uh the coffin drop like an yep. asshole I, like those were good I, moments
1: outside the the finish it was a fantastic match sure, which sure. we've
0: seen out of those two guys joe sure, i like about the storytelling uh, the idea of them keep having matches in darby and not being able to win yep. i love the idea yep. that they're both super faces in the company and their tactic for this was that they both play heels, even though they're still faces, but mm-hmm. the idea being that they both get to each other so much that they both turn into heels yep. when they're fighting. I like that. I yep. like that detail.
1: I did. Um, so, and then the other match, I just, I don't like Dustin. I don't, I think I'm, he's fine for what he does, but in the ring, except for that Cody match, there really wasn't a match. And I, I wasn't I, even big on that match. I,
0: I think, no, I like that match with Cody. And I like this match yeah. with uh, Archer because... I think he's mm-hmm. good at serving his purpose in the story and I think one of the things that AEW has done for me, because you know trying to watch some WWE over the last like five, mm-hmm. ten years whatever it's been, it got to a point where the storytelling in that company is such garbage, the character work is such garbage, mm-hmm. or your mate's going, uh, that basically if it was, either the end ring work would get a chance to be good and that's when it'd be mm-hmm. good or that was it, everything else was bad and there was no re- re- redeeming qualities. A W is reminding me that if the character and story work is strong enough, it can overcome sometimes only okay and ring work. Mm-hmm. And I think the storytelling in that match was great. Dustin bleeding, Cody like mm-hmm. you know stopping the Talbots from throwing in, which called back to the MGF thing. All yep. these details, um, all that stuff was good. Uh, another example: of this uh, one of my, fa- my maybe my favorite segment of the whole night on Dynamite this week was the mm-hmm. Bret Baker package. Her in the dentist office doing the how yeah. to be a role model and like picking on tony shivani talking about yeah. don't be fat don't wear glasses unless you're a doctor like her delivery of that stuff yeah because if you remember her last match last couple of matches even were really entertaining mm-hmm. and her own work is getting better but it's not that great yeah. yet but the it's reason why the matches are good character is our character work uh-huh. in the matches and it's so different it's good
1: yep. it's, yeah yeah like and so then her awesome. standing at ringside too only adding to that like oh, her hit, her hit. yelling
0: at cody Hitting people with a shoe uh-huh. is our thing now.
1: And then you can't prove it. You don't know that's my shoe. <laughs> like, everyone just saw her do it. Like, yeah, no, her. That type of stuff. so good. Um, my highlight of this show, as stupid as it's going to sound. Was this the, is uh, the, bubbly, the bunch? bubbly Bunch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just because the fact that what they're doing is designed for social media and, B, and, and for the quarantine and stuff, this is the type of content. That, that wrestling shows should be producing, right? I was, I like, was
0: not expecting the cameos. Uh, no. So
1: and it's, it's not even about the cameos, though. It's it's how well the Inner Circle guys handled everything at the beginning. Even Hager, hmm. right? Who Hager's not anybody I ever want to hear talk because he just can't. But the, the fact that the, how he was handling it, how they're attacking each other through the phone for the first ever brawl
0: yeah, basically um, what this was is they, they take turns punching the camera and then we see like mm-hmm. one of the other ones react. But then it sort of starts to daisy chain into other people yep. that aren't them. It went yep. to Peter Avalon. It went to oh. Lou Ferrigno, of all yep. places. Uh, it went to uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, Chainsaw Bob. Who's, who's, be, who's been on AEW mm-hmm. way back in the first Dynamite. So I guess he's friends with someone. Yeah. Um, I mean, he turns to Jericho. But we have Lou Ferrigno. We have uh, Jericho's dad popped up, and it yep. ended of all people with Vicky Guerrero. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess makes sense because you imagine yeah. that Jericho's you know friends with that that, that sect of people. Yep. Uh, but like, obviously, associate her with WWE because of you know. And her time she there.
1: well, and she didn't do her typical WWE yeah. line. They went around that, but it was still the same spirit. So if you're familiar with her, yeah. it still landed. And I just it was very creative, and I wasn't expecting a the cameos. Or B, any of the other stuff, and I just again, this becomes the uh, talks about how much I love Jericho. He just all of his commentary lines this week, just like how he's constantly putting over people, mm-hmm. you know. But like when he talks about Moxley, talks about how how he's illegitimate because he stole the title from him, and it's it's. But or when he'll talk about Darby Allen and how much Darby's causing problems, it's still there's there's a He's very good at what he does. And that's why we don't like him. You know? Like, he'd never... I don't feel like he's ever shitting on anybody. Even when he's talking negatively about him, it's still the point is, yeah. let's talk about who we're trying to make his stars. Uh, and it's just... I oh mean, it's its really, really good.
0: He's really good at it. He is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tag team match, which was uh, Best Friends versus yep. uh, Jimmy Havoc and yep. Sabian, obviously with Penelope mm-hmm. and Orange Cassidy at ringside. Uh, do you know... Part of me does think that they were putting so much effort into this, it was a shame there was no crowd. But yep. honestly, these guys, the, the way like, uh, Havoc was like setting the chair up so that the legs were sticking in the air to like slam people on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt brutal, it looked brutal. I got into this match, uh, I had fun with it. Uh, they're really setting best friends up. And I think the big thing is that for the last like four or five weeks, it's all the taped episodes they did in like, one day. So the mm-hmm. roster's very thin, they only have set amount of people... Yeah. and next week they're actually doing it live again from jacksonville because the florida rules have loosened up right. a little bit for them to do mm-hmm. that and i'm kind of excited to have some people back because they're advertising you know i think uh you know kazarian's going to be there which isn't really a big name but the fact no, that they're bringing some names back who have not moxley. been there for four weeks yeah
1: yeah um moxley and his whole thing he had this whole promo and there's just something i love about him and i don't know if it's because it's the real guy that's peeking through these, but him saying he's going to throw the dogs in the truck and head, you know, haul ass to, to Jacksonville and whatever. I just, <laughs> there was something that was that was more authentic in that than anything he had said. And I, I liked his character at WWE. I was, a, a, you know, Dean Ambrose won me over. But there was just something there, you know, that, that poked through that I really enjoy. So, uh, but yeah, I know he's going to be there. Um, I'm thinking MJF's going to show up. Because they, they keep teasing
0: him. Oh, by the way, yeah, um, that was really funny. Him saying he got over his uh his now, uh, only yep. to reveal that he nicked himself. It but yep. it, mainly, it was a bit that wasn't that funny in concept, but MJF's yep. so good at it that he made mm-hmm. it hilarious.
1: Yep. Well, and then I, I was telling Ash because she's she's invested in MJF because she likes how much of a prissy, you know how yeah. you know from what she has seen about him, and um, she's like she's like if John she called him if John Ralphio could fight. <laughs> because that's kind of who mjf is um and so anyways um i can't wait to fight in front of six or
0: seven of my peers um, <laughs> that, was, yes. that was one of the lines i thought was funny
1: but like the fact that he's really not had a match since he's won that ring and it and it goes like it just makes sense for his character
0: mm-hmm.
1: you don't question that why like, he's not wrestling but he's, he's had got tact, he's not tag talent. team
0: matches just to correct but, that slightly
1: no, he's wrestled, but I said it's like he hasn't. Yeah. Wardlow's has been the focus of those. Or the Butcher and the Blade have been the focus. Yeah. And he lets them come in or, you know, do all the dirty work and then he steals the win. Like he hasn't had a one-on-one style, you know, since the Cody match, and it works wonders for his character. Because yeah. they're building as this is someone that you're gonna want to see beat, you know. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Other than that, they've got um uh bunch of swash matches there was a there was a Brody Lee one there was a with Mortal marco stunt one. yeah
1: when when marco stunt finally beats one of these big guys it's gonna be a moment
0: oh, yeah it's gonna be huge. Like,
1: it's it's gonna be in front of a crowd and we're gonna because i've been on the record i don't like marco stunt but i don't know if it's who they have him working with but between archer and now Brody lee i'm buying into his underdogness you know and I think a lot of that, too, comes with me that when I see someone that the internet gloms onto, I'm kind of like, ah. so at first it happened with Darby Allin, and then he's won me over. And now with Marco Stunt, I'm like, I get it. He's, I he's, feel like, uh,
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like the internet hated Marco Stunt when he first appeared. They all said he was too small. They said he was sh- stupid. Like
1: <laughs> Parts of that, so may, maybe because I know a lot of, a lot of the, the guys that I follow on Twitter, the local wrestlers I know, were big on Marco Stunt. They're like you guys haven't seen what he's done yet, and I'm kind of like I get it. He's small. Because the fact it was
0: the opposite, he was the underdog in the yeah. internet because everyone was making fun of him.
1: But yeah, I, so maybe it's just my my section of the internet. But like I kind of was like give me more Jungle Boy and less Marco Stunt. He he puts right? on a show
0: though. I think he always gets yeah. the matches going, and so but, uh, but like
1: the- this match against Brody Lee wasn't anything like the Lance Archer match. No, right? It was it was only similar, and it was small guy versus really big guy. But when he started getting stuff in on Brody Lee, I was like, oh.
0: Shoot! Yeah, the yep. only the only other thing I want to just briefly uh, mention is that they did just like a two part thing. What one was like last week, one was this week of uh, Scorpio Sky. It was a little sort of like yeah. uh, piece on his life. I thought that was really good at painting him as a future star. it did a really good yep. job of making him giving him some character time. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Uh, yep. So yeah, the only thing for next week is a tag team match with the La Sex Gods, uh, which yep. is Jericho and uh, Guevara versus uh, Moxley and oh, who's Moxley with? Is it Omega? Yeah a mega maybe i think it was a yeah, maybe yeah uh so and i think it's a street fight so that should be a riot uh so good stuff you know. uh, so we're getting some people back on tv that we've not seen in a while next week hopefully we get some others that have been gone yep. for a while but uh good 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 uh so yeah that was that was basically it uh that was dynamite uh for for the
1: week yeah they're uh, they're we all knew that they had people that could go in the ring the fact that they're pulling off storytelling is that that's the wonder you know that, and a, that's why i'm enjoying and they're
0: doing it again. i i cannot wait till those crowds again because yep. some of the like i will say it, like i i enjoyed the happening but i'm kind of bummed that the first orange cassidy win happened last week
1: because yeah. it
0: was like no crowd come on that the part yeah. for that would have been amazing oh,
1: and there's something about their theme song that i just love the best friends like it's den, com- den, 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 uh-huh. den, den, den. like i hear it and i get happy so like i don't know i don't know if that's just like the magic of music, right? That those are the notes that, when they hit, that's what you're supposed to fill. But like it hits, and I get excited. And and I like all three of those dudes. Like, oh yeah, Trent and and Chuck. I always Chuck. loved I always
0: loved Cassidy, but Trent and Chuck have yeah. won me over over. Yeah. The, the, the
1: I time. so I went to a Ring of Honor taping like a year and a half ago now, and so in Ring of Honor was kind of they were very very low, but they were in a in a four way tag match with. Um, Los Angeles, uh so Sonata and Evil, the Young Bucks the Best Friends and Kazarian and Sky I want to say, so I don't think it was Daniels and like you have all these great workers and then the Best Friends and the entire gimmick of that match was the Best Friends trying to hug, so mm. every, every time they would go to hug one of the other teams would break it up and it shouldn't have been as compelling as it was. This was like the dark main event, hmm. you know. uh I was in my seat, like completely enraptured. So that was the first time I became aware of those two guys, and i have been waiting for it. And I feel like finally we're at that level with them, right? right. Where and we, you know,
0: th- those two have worked their ass off because they've been on every single yep. dynamite during this mm-hmm. uh, period. So they they, yeah. they they put in the work. But see, see that day or two they spent taping all of the, these like yep. the last four dynamites, they put in work those two days. They um, did. So yeah, that, that's, that's dynamite. So looking forward to next week. All right, we'll move on then. Uh, I guess we'll dive into movies. Uh, I've got, I think, two to talk about. Uh, I, I, know I, I can pick yeah. a selection
2: of Yes. The you 11 can or pick, 12. You can pick a couple to talk about. When I said uh, no, you're talk know. about 11. I'm going to talk about a handful of them just in general and a couple that I actually want to talk about. Yeah.
1: Give, real quick, give me the worst one you watched.
2: The one that I enjoyed the least was definitely yeah. uh, Extraction. Okay. Don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I know people are getting really into it. I thought it was really dull. It had, I'll just start with Extraction, seeing as Matt's got me onto it. Oh, um, it's It's made by a, a stunt coordinator, I think it was, yeah. uh, who you know, is his first turn as a director, Sir uh, Hemsworth. This is uh, on Netflix. So anyone can just go check this out if you want. It's a Netflix movie. Uh, it's fine. It's kind of dull military it's you know it, it's hemsworth trying to rescue this uh, you know kidnapped kid in india i think um you know it's like the son of a like a really rich guy um and it there's a lot of action stuff with hemsworth being you know, the other badass soldier type there's about a there, there's one sequence that's about 11 minutes of like you know it's a wanna it's the actual extraction so to speak that's pretty the solid, main event. You know? yeah the main event the rest of it just Boring, dull. Um, Hopper shows up for, at one point from, you know, from Stranger Things, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was, go- just-
0: I was going to say, Dennis Hopper's been dead for a while. What are you talking about? Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah.
2: Uh, you should have just said Hellboy, and we would have picked up. I'm- oh, Yeah. <laughs> David Harbour. God damn it! Just say. <laughs> I, just- I forgot his name. You know, so I just went, oh, Hopper from Stranger Things. People know. Uh, yeah, he shows up at, like about halfway through and has some stuff and. Honestly, I, just, I don't get the appeal of this movie. I, I don't see why everyone's I've, raving about it.
1: I've been trying to watch it. Now she keeps saying, "Okay, we'll watch it." Okay, well, and then it's we don't, and then she turned around, and told me that the director is Chris Evans'
2: stunt double.
1: And I was like, "Then why aren't we watching it? You love Chris Evans."
2: Oh, is it his it's stunt just, double? Okay, I didn't know that, who who I knew it was a stunt double, a stunt, stunt she, coordinator.
1: Yeah, that's what she had said. However. I don't know if that's true, but being that it's Chris Evans and that's like her, she probably
2: knows better than you. She
1: probably knows yeah. better than I would, but I do yeah. know he was a, a he was a stunt coordinator on Winter Soldier and Civil War. I might have those wrong. Um, yeah, on Civil War and Endgame.
2: Okay, so I'd, I'd I totally mean would. I know that's his background, and I don't. Yeah. Agree. I, it's it's clearly coming from that angle of uh, yeah, and I think that's probably what's inspired people to compare it to John Wick, right? Mm-hmm. In that it, it, the same sort of background from the directors. Uh, I don't think it's comparable at all, and not I don't mean that in quality. I just mean the type of film it is. Uh, it's just not the same sort of thing.
0: I uh, didn't even realize it was something that anyone cared enough to talk about. I, I saw I saw the, I saw the image on Netflix, and went, "That was like a yeah. Netflix movie,"
2: and ignored that and never give it a second. I thought, yeah, I thought that first. Then, like two or three days later, I'm seeing I've seen like so many tweets. I was like, "Oh, fine. I guess I'll just watch it."
1: See, I I really love Hem uh, Hemsworth, and the Russos have a lot of name value, as far as I'm concerned so i'm going to watch it um and i'll probably enjoy it but
2: uh but yeah i saw connor talking about it uh-huh. huh i hope you enjoy it more than i do i mean yeah. Been-
1: yeah, yeah well i'm I'm <laughs> down
2: to <laughs> well yeah
0: i i'm gonna uh, start with a movie called killer kate which is an interesting specimen i watched this on stream last uh last Saturday night? It must have been the last Saturday night. So it wasn't long after we did the last episode. But uh, Kelly Kate is a movie that I, I uh, was hoping would be good. We watched it on stream and very quickly it was apparent that it was not going to be good. That it was, it was, the acting was off. It was, it had that thing where every single scene was just people talking with shot, reverse shot in the cinematography. I, I cracked some jokes. I cracked some jokes about George Lucas directing it because of uh, the prequels. <laughs> uh, and is this is this from 2018? Yeah, and the only uh-huh. the, the only thing that was good from the start was the music was quite good. I had a good synth soundtrack that kind of I felt like it belonged like a Carpenter movie from like the 80s. So the music was mm. quite good, but the movie was not living up as close to it. Everything felt very stilted. Everything was brightly lit. It's maybe like a horror movie and. Everything looked brightly lit. I mean, obviously it was on the day, but usually that has a look to it. And then at the end, you know, when stuff gets going at night, every every room was still brightly lit. It was it was really weird. Uh, but here's the weird thing: so first half of this movie was painfully boring, painfully boring. You're begging for sweet merciful death when the actual horror <laughs> stuff starts happening. Because it's this like a hen night or bachelorette sort of like weekend where at this uh, kind of Airbnb. because I think in the movie they have like a fake it's like air or la and b or something to call it and they have and i'm going to spoil this movie. so full spoilers for this movie right but you, you don't mind because it's bad right so but it's basically this this team of killers who are all related this family of killers but it's not like texas chainsaw but they're all these like inbred like weirdos of <laughs> like that like they're all just kind of really boring characters who have barely any personality uh, and whenever it comes to them setting up it's i think it's meant to be a horror comedy but when it's with the main characters you know with kate and the rest of them they're like playing it dead straight as if it's a proper horror movie we're meant to care about these characters so that when stuff happens it's dead serious but when the actual horror stuff starts happening where they start coming after them and start trying to kill them it turns into something that's i mean it's still terrible but it's laughably terrible where once stuff actually starts happening i was finding myself like cackling at how ridiculous it was the kills were silly uh, you know, for, I mean, Kate ends up staking someone with a bit of wood, and obviously there was some jokes made about the hit television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and that. And says, so, here, here's what... Sh- so, first thing, right? So, one of them gets killed. The first character of the group gets killed uh, in front of the rest of them, and they're all freaking out, as you would expect. Not long before this, one of them had ordered pizza. So, this pizza guy shows up at the door, and... They open the door and they start like sort of like frantically saying, "Well, Come in, come in, come in, come in. And he's confused and they bring him in. And okay, fine, whatever. So we've got this extra. And I was thinking, okay, they've ordered pizza, so this is like an extra person to be killed. They're going to think there's someone that can help them and then they'll get murdered in the last second, whatever. They bring him into the house. And okay, whatever, fine. So, so the, the main character, Kate and her sister, the sister's the one who's getting married, they just casually open the pizza box and start eating pizza. I, guess. Well, I mean
1: when you're when you're hungry I, I mean what else are you gonna do right after they've just went to
0: someone be murdered they're in a, a siege yeah. situation without their phones but there was a plot reason why they'd all,
2: they had their phones if you're somewhere. in a siege situation eating food when you can is the most important thing you can do it made I no mean, sense i mean that when the
1: pizza guy was just there where you're sitting duck i i
0: started laughing hysterically because it just made no sense. Like, if it was a thing where they were going to say, oh, one one of them's like agitated, so that they're eating, they're like stress eating or something." No, no, both of them just start casually eating pizza as they're trying to explain to the pizza guy that there's killers outside that are trying to murder them, and that he's also in danger. The whole thing <laughs> plays so weird. Also, the fact that the pizza guy just kind of gets away and doesn't even get killed, and then like they decide to go for a nap. and like like there's still at least like one or two killers outside. Are you going for a nap? You're going to sleep in the middle of the night. What? 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 No, that makes no sense. And then, not only that, not only that, they try to do the "Your Next" thing, where Kate kind of becomes a badass, where she's like killing them with their own weapons and mm-hmm. whatever. But it's kind of accidental. It's not really like a, like a confident thing, like like "Your Next." So here's the thing with the title: there's a running thing throughout the movie where her her sister is there with her two friends that she works because they're all teachers and, her, and Kate's kind of the odd one out who doesn't really know the other two she's kind of there and her relationship with her sister's kind of awkward right their friends all have this thing where they all have nicknames where it's like uh, you know Moody Mel and things like that and they're trying to come up with Kate's version all throughout the movie right and <laughs> I thought okay I get it right they're going to like struggle to think of one and but for the audience like, no she's Killer Kate no 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 it's not left to us to come up with that. It's not left to us to decide that she's Killer Kate but she's killing the bad guys. There's a climatic moment at the end of this movie where the main villain who's behind this killer family turns to her and says, Who the F are you anyway? And right before she whacks him with like the baseball bat with nails sticking out of whatever it is, she's like, I'm Killer Kate. And then hits him. Cackled. But there's one thing I still have to talk about, right? I, I thought I could enjoy this while drunk. I have to talk about the fact the motivation for the killers when it's revealed is something else, right? Now I mentioned this was like an L.A.B. and B. This was like an Airbnb mm-hmm. kind of you know, movie brand, right? Which, if you don't know what that is, it typically it's someone kind of like they either have their own home or they've got like a home that they, they've done up to rent out as like a holiday destination. So it's kind of like, it's like an alternate to a hotel, right? You, you rent someone's mm-hmm. house for the weekend or yeah. whatever. Um... The motivation of the villain is that it turns out the dad of this family owns a motel. And this is his attempt to get to the <laughs> to, to the Airbnb industry.
2: Because no one's using his motel anymore. Anyway. Yeah.
0: To, to, he wants to get bad press to say that if you go to an Airbnb, you may get brutally murdered. So you should use um, your local motel. I've seen Psycho.
1: <laughs> so if you go to a motel, you could get murdered too. That's his whole plan.
2: I, I would not be surprised if that contributed to the decline of motels. Uh, prob- possibly.
0: possibly, but as his whole plot, he makes this big speech at the end, and then she kills him. Uh, what was really also odd about this is that she actually like kills the other killers, and is like they've, they've kind of like they're saved themselves, or Kate saved them, and it's her and her sister, and they're fine. She actually goes and hunts down the the main bad guy, the dad, at the motel, and like the other brother who's sort of there working at the motel, and I'm like, this these two weren't self defense. You just kinda casually went there and murdered them, which would be be fine if the movie ramped up to it like, okay, she's out for revenge now. After she does it, she sits in the car with her sister and goes, yeah, we're gonna have to go and report all this. Do you think I may have to go to court because I like murdered these two people?
1: Yeah, no shit! (laughs) No shit! Here's the thing. I wish I enjoyed talking about bad movies as much as Pete does. See where's Uh the
2: streaming? Because I'm drinking now, and maybe I need something to do tonight. Uh, Prime US. Got it. It's on Amazon Prime US.
1: Um, So can I just share some things? Because there's not a Wikipedia page for it, but there's an IMDb page. Go for it. Uh, Some of the titles on the user reviews are just fantastic. (laughs) Um, Painfully Bad, Unambitious, and Unoriginal. That's fine. Uh, What a Waste of My Time. Um... (laughs) <laughs> this one's my favorite, though. Turn it off after they get to the house. No, no, no. no. It's that, the opposite. The that, first half's boring, and then it gets right. bad good. <laughs> right. So this person was just like, no, I liked all the stuff before they get to the house. And, and then it got the silly, and I hated it. Yeah, so oh, It was
0: painfully boring before that. Um, um, I mean, I wouldn't recommend watching it on your own. Maybe Booz will help, but... I mean, it was funny for me, because I was watching it with the chat. So there was... Hilarity.
2: It was a lot of me don't worry. Yeah.
1: Oh, best. Some guy gave it 10 stars. Best funny movie 2018. I used to laugh watching horrors, but this one is another well, planet. This is a new
2: movie. Or yeah. New-ish. yeah. I, I, I assume this was
1: yeah. another yeah. thing that you from that,
0: last year. Or, or 2018, sorry. Uh, here's the thing there's one, like, the, the killer's prepping is clearly supposed to be a horror comedy. The stuff with Kate, for the most part, doesn't feel like it's supposed to be. Um. There's one killer in particular who's definitely just comic relief. And he actually has one genuinely funny joke. There's one genuinely funny joke. It gets dragged out too long, but there's one genuinely funny joke with him. So yeah. I'll say that much. Oh. But that's about... sounds, sounds real bad. Yeah, it's bad. All right, Matt, <laughs> give us a movie.
1: Yeah. So so I watched two. I watched one good, one bad. So I'll, I'll keep with the with the bad because my bad was entertaining. At least I had fun with it. That, but...
2: That's interesting. We've all started with what we perceive yeah. bad movies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so I watched uh, Primeval which is from 2007 gigantic croc movie that is trying really hard to be blood diamond. Like it really <laughs> wants to be blood
0: diamond. Joe, Joe, is, so, Joe is so funny, this is, I've not seen this, but this was on a screams after midnight
2: Patreon vote last year. Yeah. Um, I've seen, I, I know the poster. I can picture yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So this is one that I wanted to see, but the, I remember when it came out initially, they were really leaning hard on the blood diamond aspect. And not so much on the gigantic crocs. So I was like, I guess I won't see it. I should have went saw it because this probably would have been way fun in the theater. Um, it is. It's not even a B movie. It's definitely more of a C movie. Um, but it's got Dominic Purcell, who we talked about earlier, as is, is Heat Wave, trying he, to do an American accent. I wish he was because if he was, this movie would be ten times better. Because it so the plot of the movie is there's this giant crocodile based in real life in Africa, in a small country called Burundi, named Gustav. And apparently it's... Wait, the the crocodiles named Gustav? Yeah, they call it Gustav because they named it after... Or they they named a king after the crocodile. There's some plot of dialogue. But the locals call him Gustav, and it's probably after a king in the area or whatever. And it's been snatching villagers for years, but it ends up... There's a conflict going on in Burundi, a civil war that spills out from oh, right. Rwanda.
2: I'm, just, I'm, I'm really confused because Gustav sounds very Eastern European Russian to me. Right. I'm so, African.
1: Gustav. So, if you know your history about and, and colonialism of Africa, right, you have, you have a lot of bad stuff Which in I, Belgium. I, I don't. Yeah. So, in Belgium, the Netherlands, all of them. There was a heavy colonial that stirred up a lot of problems now. So, I'm, I'm guessing that's where the Gustav name comes from. Okay. Right. It sounds of that region. Sure. So there's a civil war going on there and there's like a, a, an epidemiologist that gets killed early in the movie by Gustav, which then gets reported. So the news in, uh, you know, a news producer in uh, New York wants to, to get footage of Gustav. We're going we're gonna to send you there with a, a uh, reptile expert and um, a film crew. And it's, uh, it's, uh, I almost called a Mick, but it's Dominic Purcell's character. Uh, and then like a, I would call her a Lois Lane type, um, who she's a spunky TV journalist.
2: I'm getting right? the impression that you enjoyed this more than you should have.
1: Parts of it, right? They go over there and then they start really hammering the Civil War aspect, which I understand is a tragedy. But when you're selling a movie with a gigantic croc, I don't want real <laughs> human tragedy, Right. So, I fully understand what they were trying to do, but it just didn't go. Because Gustav – so, the Civil War that is going on, Gustav predates that. Like, he's been terrorizing locals uh, before this started. Um, but then they get to the point that basically because of the Civil War and the bodies that are being dumped into the river and the availability of people, Gustav's decided that people are just way more worth it than – other of its normal prey. So they introduce the, you know, you need the great white hunter character who has a personal tie to Gustav, and they want to bring him in live, but the hunter is like, no, we're killing this bastard. It's it's caused way too much problems. And so all the stuff with, with the crocodile are great, right? It's not anything that you haven't seen before, which make it a great B-movie, right? He's, you know, hopping up, taking people. It's, and- a, it's, a, it's a big
2: crocodile movie, got it.
1: Yeah, right? And, and the CG's super dodgy. And, like, there's way too much blood spatter at points. But you know, So it's a
2: big crocodile maybe, maybe. movie from the late 2000s.
1: Yeah. So, and then it starts getting into that, oh, you can't trust the soldiers because soldiers work for, get this, the local warlord calls himself Little Gustav because the only person that kills more people than him is Gustav the Crocodile. So now they're trying to deal with this, and it just it gets real messy. And there are parts of it that I'm like, I wish they were just hunting the gigantic crocodile. Like, this would have been way more fun if this was like a Lake Placid, but set in Africa, you know. Um, But it's really watchable. Like, I thought it was going to go way worse early on where the dialogue just is not well-directed. And I know the actors in the movie have Orlando Jones, you have Dominic Purcell, and Brooke Langton, who are all okay actors and other stuff i've seen them in um this though there it's the dialogue super wooden once the hunter character shows up his name's jacob he's just the exposition engine like he just starts saying why the civil war is happening you know what's getting, happened in I'm the, the area i've
2: got two options here of what to watch yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah um if you want one that's a little bit more enjoyable primeval there um because where, again where's
2: that streaming that
1: uh, it was on I watched it on HBO. Um, I'll find so it. it's on go and now, yeah. Um, but it's one that's been on my radar for for a while. I don't know why I love my creature movies, but mm-hmm. um, so I don't want to say it was disappointed because I did I wanted to be a B movie, but just because it keeps having to you, to remind you that humans are the biggest, you know, the most dangerous animal. Uh, and just kind of the clunky direction and storytelling, you know there, there's a good version of this out there um and it's there it was based when it said it was based on of there's a special from 2004 and i want to say it's the the world's most dangerous crocodile that's actually about the real hunt for gustav that now i'm going to track down it's like an hour-long documentary uh because i need to know because apparently he's still out there like there are reports that that he's been caught um and killed but they you know It's a gigantic crocodile. So, anything. So, which then led me on a Google search of how big a Nile croc is. And good Lord, I thought the salties
2: in Australia. That is the most mad Google search I've ever heard of.
1: Yeah. Like, they pulled one out of the same region that I kid you not was 18 feet long. It took like the picture of it all the way. And I was just like, oh man. Like, that's pretty big. Yeah. And. I just, I've seen, again, I've seen saltwater crocs at zoos that are massive, right? Those are the ones that Steve Irwin used to deal with. And they actually can swim in the ocean, open ocean, which is terrifying when you think about it. It,
2: it um, really is, because you, right? you're worried enough about sharks, not alone crocodiles. Right.
1: Now, now you have a crocodile, which, not that they keep score, but for all intents, like, apparently they do remember. So, like, if there's a crocodile that lives in the area, they
2: will get retribution. Um, like, Matt, have you have you watched archer no oh i, I watched the first uh he is terrified of crocodiles and it becomes a huge yeah. thing about halfway through as, about- as you yeah. said
1: it is a show that i need to watch because i did watch the most of the first season and then for whatever reason it fell off of whatever uh, it, service it, it, i was on
2: i would say it gets so. better because the first yeah. season's pretty good mm-hmm. but there's a lot of jokes that they set up in that that are fine but yeah. they get funnier because they redo them over and over and over mm-hmm. and they're, they're just these recurring gags yeah that are funny enough the first; they're fine the first time. But right, but they they're goddamn hilarious. So, so yeah,
1: so that's, so I'll go back. But he should be afraid of crocodiles. i my one of my best friends is she's so terrified of alligators and crocodiles. When we go to places that have them, she won't go near them. It's like my dad with snakes; she doesn't want to look at them. Nothing. Mm. Um, so um i get it although i'm not i look at them with more of awe like i'm afraid of birds which is always something that people laugh at like any kind of bird i don't
2: mess with um <laughs> you don't like, mess with those uh,
1: hitchcock's the birds mess me up is right is it, a up, kid. Up, is it
2: that they can fly and just kind of get you from any direction almost well
1: it's that and it's uh when i was younger my dad worked at a school that was special needs that uh, in order to help the kids uh, teach responsibility they had a, a barn so they had chickens, they had a couple of horses, goats. Sure. They also had peacocks. Uh, peacocks are super territorial, especially the men, yes. or the men, the males. Yeah. Uh, so when my dad would leave, four-year-old me to be like, "Hey, stay here with the goats and chickens." Did you get know, attacked
2: by a peacock?
1: I got attacked, and it's there's the emotional. My sister-in-law, who's a therapist, claims she could help me with this. However, I don't want to ever get to the point where I'm close enough to birds, so it's fine. I have a healthy fear. Um. It's fine, but
2: but yeah, you can you, you can keep your distance from most birds pretty easily.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, however, I did try to befriend a raven at work uh, around Halloween because <laughs> we had a Halloween, we had a Halloween like carnival, right? Did and you, so did they you decide hatch. you
2: wanted to be Odin?
1: Well, I, I basically wanted if this was Union or Munin, I wanted to, Get you know, this good side. <laughs> so they can send something to to Odin. But so the kids left a big mess, and so there was food everywhere. Right? So I'm out there picking it up and whatnot. And there's this big black raven just cawing. And I was like, well, I know they believe in revenge because they've people have worn masks and they've done studies that ravens and crows will remember you and they mm-hmm. will attack you right, if you mess with them. So I was like, I don't want any of that because this is a place I work at every day and I'm outside a lot. So that week I started throwing scraps to this raven and it started to get closer and closer to me. And I was like, oh man, did yeah, I just... Never- Make a smart huge birds, mistake. Aren't they? they are. Um, they're and turns out after that week, the Raven didn't show back up. So I hope nothing bad happened to it. But that that was the closest I've ever become to befriending a bird. So, um, but but yeah. What a story? Um, what? a st-
2: it is. I like how this but, started with talking about a movie and ended yeah. with Matts. D- well,
0: because again, and- actually, let me respond to that properly. <laughs> What's the story, Matt? Right. Yeah. Uh, That's. <laughs>
1: You put your opinion in your back pocket, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> God, that movie's great.
0: All right. Uh, all right. That's has made the, the second round of us a bit quicker because we will all yeah. good that day if we all spent that
2: much longer. Hey, I was really quick on my movie. So well, you too. You'd be, you be quicker than on another one. God. On, all right. I'm actually going to group together four here really quickly. Oh, no, no, no. Because these are all the Studio Ghibli movies that I watched this week and my continuing yeah. watch through of them. Yeah. Uh, two of these four i'd seen before and they are considered amongst the best uh, including my personal favorite unless something happens to f- dethrone it uh, those are uh, princess Monarchy, princess mononoke and spirit away um yeah still excellent there's a reason that they're they're considered amongst the best um, i don't like princess monarchy but yeah that's because you're a terrible human uh, that's easily my favorite ghibli uh, so whatever um i watched uh, my neighbors my neighbors the yamadas which it's probably my least favorite so far it's not bad it's just uh it takes a very different style it's like a it's like a comic strip animated essentially hmm. uh it's okay i i it's, Sounds it's
1: like it's, a anime version of cinema verite where it's like we're just gonna talk about our neighbors
2: yeah it's kind of just right? it's it's basically just a story of this one family and you know how they're a bit dysfunctional and some comedy elements and such it's it's all right i just uh I didn't really enjoy it that much compared to the other stuff. Um, but the one that I, I kind of out of this for that I want to talk about more, because people have heard about Spirit Away and Princess Mononoke plenty, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, Whisper of the Heart. This caught me totally off guard and shot to like my second or third favourite Ghibli right now. <gasps> I'm shocked. Yeah, no, but it, it completely took me off guard because it's not one I've really heard anyone talk about. and I, so I just started on because it was the next one. And it opens with... Um, the, the, the song uh, Country Roads, play him. I'm like, okay, I'm getting into this. I like this song. Country roads, yeah, um, take me home. I can't I'm never going. not hear
0: to the place where, it. where uh, I, I it. belong. It, West it, it's Virginia. Is he done yet? <laughs>
1: Copyright that
0: strike.
2: Now, who's dragging this out?
0: Well, no, I mean, look, it's known now for a Scottish, even though the actor's not Scottish, but he did a pretty good job saying it with a Scottish accent. All right. Good you and did. So now now I I proudly will belt out the chorus of that. Yeah, <laughs> the um, West Virginians in the chorus, but I I the better sticks out to me though. Uh or is it? Yeah, it's actually as as West Virginians in the chorus. But that, that's the when it sounds the most Scottish when he says West Virginia really quickly.
2: <laughs> West <yeah>.
0: Virginia. <laughs> All
2: right, anyway go on. Um, so so the the movie opens with that song. So I'm already, I'm like, okay, well, you've got me on board for your first, like, 30 seconds. Let's, you know, start with a song I like. Um I do. turns out the song's actually a key part um, in that the The main character, this is like a, a high school girl. She's like, I don't know, 15, 16. Um, is writing lyrics for, like, graduation ceremony or whatever they're doing. Um, to set to that song, but, like, slightly different. Um, so there's, like, this repeated motif throughout the movie of like these different variations upon that song uh and it becomes this this key element so that was nice because i like that song uh and, and it was it was fun seeing all these various versions of the lyrics on it um but the, the the movies really it's one of the less fantastical ghibli movies it's mostly set in the real world um but the girl in question loves uh fairy tales she loves reading all these books about fairy tales and such uh, but every book she checks out from the local library has been checked out by this one guy before her. And it's annoying her that every time she's beaten to this book by this other guy, and like, even to the point where she finally gets a book that hasn't been you know, checked out by him, but it was donated by him instead. And she gets really annoyed. Uh, and eventually, of course, you know, she ends up finding the guy. You know, It's a, you know, a similar-aged teenager who uh, is, you know, has similar tastes to her, unsurprisingly. Um but there is a, a fantastically animated which is very different to the, the the rest of the animation where it's like this um point where she writes her own story and uh and it kind of shows that this story and it is this fairy tale. Uh and it, it's animated so differently and it's it's really unique and uh, gorgeous. And uh yeah, the, the whole movie is is captivating. Uh, it really grabbed me as, as a as a given movie and being a little bit different to a lot of their mm. fantastical ones but still with a lot of the, the same kind of themes with the the family and the, the fairy tale fantasy angle, just in a very different way. and uh, Yeah, no, I really loved it. I uh, definitely recommend checking that one out if you haven't seen that one. Okay. Uh,
0: the other movie I'm going to talk about, because I only watched two that weren't for review purposes. Like I said, check out Screams After Midnight in the near future for Twilight. Uh, but uh, I did watch a film called uh, Blind Woman's Curse which is a Blu-ray I've had in my shelf for, like, seven years, <laughs> and uh, fairly watched this week, and it was just kind of okay. It, it was weird in ways that almost got interesting, but it, it, it failed to kind of... really feel like it connected the story together. It felt like a lot of disconnected stuff. The ending was a bit of a whiff. Uh, it's about two gangs in Japan. It's a Japanese movie, if I hadn't mentioned that. Um, and the leader of one of the gangs is a woman who is cursed by a blind woman because she blinded her years and years ago uh during a gang fight uh it, it, honestly the most interesting thing i can say outside of the fact that there's a cat going around seemingly like trying to kill people uh with some really funny <laughs> cat effects uh, to pull that off but the cats like flying at the camera and stuff like that uh all on that the only thing i can say about it is this is a movie that quentin tarantino definitely watched at some point it just it has like oh Uh-oh. this is something he watched at four in the morning once
2: written all over it. <laughs> I've uh, I've got one more movie I'd like to touch on that is very much in that category of hey a notable director definitely liked this movie. Uh, other than that though,
0: I mean, like I don't really have much to say about it. a couple of quirky weird moments, but ultimately never really becoming It's not a bad movie necessarily, but it's also not that good either. I didn't really feel it. So unfortunately, this is an Arrow Blu-ray release that let me down. It wasn't that exciting. I mean,
2: Yay. Arrow are really not hit and miss in their quality, but they're Movie they're choices. Really... Yeah, but I, I, what, what I like about them is they're, they're good at making sure things get a release. Yeah. Uh, they're good for preservation oh, yeah. more than necessarily
0: they quality give, of the movie. All the movies they put out, they give 110%. And it's notable that some of these movies that I've had in my shelf for a long time are Arrow releases that I never got around to watching. And they've been kind of mixed in quality, to
2: be honest. Obviously, they've got some great ones that they've put out, but yeah but i still love them as a as a company and what they're doing in, in making sure these movies are yeah no. seen that they exist and that you know they 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 always right. even if it is a mediocre movie they go they get the best transfer quality they can i'm they put sure the
0: effort into it. there's 12 people somewhere who are like absolutely ecstatic that this movie got a, a proper 1080p remastered release with mm. extras they'll be ecstatic that it exists yeah uh unfortunately not one for me though so that uh, nah, could be quick with that one matt nah, it was a it was a second. yeah
1: so so the other movie i watched was based off of connor's recommendation and it was the Leica film from last year the missing link mm. um and yeah it was completely wonderful oh yeah uh, like still is yet to let me down um they're a great uh company so yeah it's just it's again if, if prime evil is my type of movie so is this it's because it's about funky. Yeah, it's about an adventurer that actually wants to do more scientific type of discoveries um, to get his name out there. But the old stodgy group that he wants to join, like the, the, the club, basically won't let him because they're so conservative that they don't like his newer methods. Where he actually wants to interact with the locals and not just take all their resources. And it doesn't sit well with them uh, for change. So they basically let him go off on this wild goose chase. Where they say, well, if you find the mythical Sasquatch, you can be in. But then they also send a like a bounty hunter to stop him. So he comes to the the states and finds him no problem. And he comes to find out that Sasquatch is a very kind-hearted, big goofball of a character that's just really lonely, and he wants to find his cousin. So um, the only ones he's ever heard about were the Yeti that live in the Himalayas. So. Uh, the the main character, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but it's played by Hugh Jackman, mm. ends up befriending um, Mr... What do they end up calling him? It's not Mr. Foot. Um, Mr. Link. Mr. Link, thank you. They end up uh, befriending Mr. Link and going off on this adventure while being chased by bounty hunters. And it's almost like, basically, that's kind of what I wanted the, the Tintin movie to be. Like This is like Kids Indiana Jones down to when they travel it's the main character's hand drawing on a map of where they're going to with a red line, you know? And, and the character is very much more no-nonsense, so he's not like this super pulpy, square-jawed character. He's still a very proper British gentleman um, who, in the, the prospecting town in the Pacific Northwest, uh, <laughs> goes into the saloon and orders a, a, a hot Earl Grey tea. Uh, and makes sure he tells them, don't don't let it stay too long. you know, you know we we want That's the right it. type of bouquet it's as it's as just, as it gets. yeah, so uh, very, very enjoyable. The I love Laika because it's still stop motion based, although it's not completely stop motion. um that they they use digital effects to flush it out. And so if you always stay through the the credits, there's always like this little time lapse of the work that it takes. And this so one impressive. I feel like, I feel like with each film they get bigger. I feel like in Coraline, it was more of a set and it was more manageable, right? By this one, it is a full studio set mm. with with a like a three foot, four foot tall uh, elephant that the characters are riding on, and it's just it blows my mind the amount of work that goes into making this type of thing, you know. And 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 we all know that with like the the new animated movies that are mostly digital and how long it takes, you know, Pixar and DreamWorks to make it. But like, this is a whole
2: different level. It's, it's amazing how, relatively speaking, how quickly they mm-hmm. get these movies out. Yep. And Given how, the, the scale of them and how much work it takes in, to do stop motion.
1: And sometimes there's, I question what stop motion and what CG, because the, the stop motion is so crisp and clear and fluid. I'm like, there's no way that scene wasn't CG. And then when you go to look it up, it's like, oh no, that scene took them 14 days to to you know yeah. choreograph and
2: shoot I uh, and stuff. I don't so. think the movie's quite as good as, as Kubo and the Two Strings, which yeah. if you haven't seen the the sequence on the ocean that's entirely stop motion is goddamn incredible. Yeah.
1: There so for me, Pixar used to be this where like, what are they gonna do in the next one that's gonna not break animation, but, but but push it. Like this is what where our levels were, but after this movie, now we can do. So like an incredible as oh, it was. Walt.
0: Yeah, that's not really happened in a long time because CG just reached a point where. Oh well,
1: they're now. Right. Down. Yeah, which well, is why like so other Pixar, ones kind of
2: at that stage now, aren't they? Where they're like, well, yeah, we can do well, this with stop motion.
1: Right, and that's why I like to look that they're they're finding those boundaries and like, well, how far can we push it, and and here like the backgrounds are so lush and almost photorealistic, but they're just off slightly to remind you like, no, this is still an animated movie. Um, and those are all CG. Like when you see the the studio, when, when they do that elephant shot, you can see them putting in that, that effect. And it's just like, it's amazing. So I, I'm always a fan of the studio that's constantly pushing. Whereas, whereas Pixar's, I also watched Inside Out this weekend for the first time since the theater couldn't believe that movie's been out for five years mm-hmm. like time flies um yeah. i definitely liked it more the second time but we're i didn't notice this but how fuzzy the characters were right i didn't notice that at the time and i don't know if just the advancement in technology
2: you mean the, 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 the texture.
1: they're textured yeah um like like joy is like almost buzzing right like she's mm. um whereas yeah sure they might be kicking the technological side but i feel like pixar has doubled down more on what they're doing storytelling wise like this is the full range of emotions of a girl heading to her teenage years
2: and it's still you know and how
1: complex it is yeah and that's cool they can they can focus on that they still pixar's still my ride and die but it's cool to know that like has almost picked up their torch technologically we're gonna do it this way mm-hmm. um and yeah so i definitely recommend the missing link
2: Alright. Uh, what was the last one you wanted to mention? I, I, I'll just run through a handful really quickly. Uh, I watched The Gentleman. It's a Guy Ritchie movie. What do you want? It, I, it's fun. I, I'm
1: not being able to find it for the price that I want, but I do want to see it because I keep being told because I love rock and roller. And my friend Phil, who also loves
2: uh, loves Guy Ritchie, as I do. God
1: damn it. Shut up. Wait, what's next? No. <laughs> this is it. I need to watch the Guy Ritchie movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. You'll enjoy it. Um, this one I watched mainly because I just wanted to tick off you know those best of lists and you know that are around. Oh, yeah, I watched Goodfellas for the first time. It's 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 fine. It's Goodfellas. I mean, not really my uh, sort of movie. I'm not really big on on mob stuff as a rule. No. It's well made. It's good. It's it's fine. I'll it's, never watch it again.
1: I, I'll I'll just say this and it'll probably be shocking, Goodfellas is better than Godfather. So, uh, I'll find
2: out when I watch those in the next couple of weeks probably <laughs> to to tick off from Again, well, not my sort of film really, but Need to take him off the list.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I can't say that. Goodfellas is not Scorsese's best film, or even his second best movie.
2: I'm, I'll stand by it. I mean, it's it's not a bad movie. It's it's perfectly decent. I, I get why people like yeah. it, but it's not for me. Hugo's yeah. better um, than Goodfellas. End of discussion. Right? Oh there. my god! Wait, what was the, what, what he, movie did he say? He Hugo. says Hugo's better than Goodfellas. Uh, I haven't seen Hugo either. Hugo's better than Goodfellas. I, I'll say it. I love Hugo. Hugo's very good. He does. He's right. he's, he's he bats for Hugo all the time.
1: Yeah. Goodfellas. No, and that and that's fine. I get it. It's a very Nice love letter to film, but I wouldn't put it. It's not my, it might be my top five, but yeah. it's not better
2: than than Goodfellas. All right, really quickly running through some of the rest of these. Uh, Thoroughbreds from a couple of years ago, watched it because yeah. it was like 90 minutes with Annie Taylor-Joy. Uh, yeah. I thought it was all right. It was fine. It was pretty fun. Um, not a must watch, but I mean, 90 minutes. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, I watched Blue Rune. Mm. Uh, that was pretty solid. I didn't think it was good as uh, Green Room. No, well, but, I mean, it it was pretty good still. Yeah, um, it's still super tense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it sagged where in where the middle.
1: Yeah, the the scene where he's trying to fix himself is so nerve wracking. Yeah, like,
2: I, yeah. I, yeah, the last act when it got his friend involved was particularly good. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty good. Uh, I watched the the Final Fantasy fifteen movie King's Clave that, that kind of is because I'm that's planning where he that. That I'm name. planning on playing that game in the near future. And from what I'm told, this this movie is more essential than you would like if you want to appreciate the full story of that game. Uh, a lot of the I, backstory prob- is in this
0: movie. I'm probably going to play it. I'll tell you right now, I am never watching
2: that movie. That's fair. The no. movie is uh, fine. It's perfectly fine. So, it's a good voice cast. It's got Aaron Paul in there. It's got Sean Bean. It's got Lena Headey. It's a good voice cast. The movie yeah. is fine.
0: No Gary Busey, Dude. though, so Hitman wins. So, I'm not arguing with that. So,
1: do, do they make a movie for each of the final because I know no, there's nah. uh, a okay. no, uh, final fantasy 7 movie.
0: No,
2: final fantasy 7 has a uh, advent children, right? Yeah, but that right. came later. Um, that wasn't
0: like they made for the game. That was just like
2: oh, mm-hmm. that's that a was successful an expansion on it right. later. Okay. Whereas okay. This was a lead gotcha. in um it's it's fine. Yeah, Final Fantasy um,
0: fifteen was full marketing, like, uh, like disgusting. It was like there's a movie, there's an anime, there's a car, co- like everything was, yeah. everything was coming out
2: with the game. Is it, it was the Wars
1: model. Yeah, and
2: like I say, a friend of mine who is big on Final Fantasy games and likes fifteen told me this movie is more essential than you would like if you want to appreciate the story. So, I'll screw it. I'll get it done. And the only other one that I've got left that is actually I think worth talking about a little bit more is uh, Paprika. This is the anime film from 2006, which very, very, very clearly inspired Christopher Nolan for Inception, because the the point of th- this movie is about dreams. It's about a device that can access people's dreams and you, you know steal inspiration from people's dreams and such. Uh, it's very much in this, this the ideas within dreams becoming the, these these realities, and there's there's a lot of things about whether or not. Oh, it is a question. It, How do you know you've seen it? <laughs> oh, you watch this movie and you have no doubt. Well, honestly, also, I, just, I wikied it. And it honestly. has an impact
1: on others. Uh, several critics and scholars have noted that many striking similarities between this and the 2010 movie, uh, Inception. So I get oh, it. Honestly, but
2: you, you watch it, there is absolutely no doubt that you've seen this movie. <laughs> the The other thing is live-action
1: adaptation. There's supposed to be one by Wolf Green Peterson that went into development in 2010. However, since then, there's not been any significant update. Yeah, because Chris Nolan scooped him. Inception. Yeah,
2: I'm not being funny. Like I, I like, I love Inception. I, I, like Inception more than this movie, and I like this movie a lot. I'm not trying. I,
0: I was not a defense. Like I just because same thing I, with uh, Harlan Ellison. There's uh, like a weird credit in the Terminator because the Terminator mm-hmm. in concept is actually close enough to one of his stories that they had to put an acknowledgement. It, it literally comes up saying uh we acknowledge the works of harlan ellison it doesn't say it is inspired by her i think because james cameron is adamant that he had a dream that inspired the the, the story and like he's sticking to that to this day right uh,
1: but is is there a thing with him though that maybe he read some harlan ellison when he was younger and maybe yeah, it influenced and well, he wants uh, one of each credit
0: if, if, if he does i mean if that happened and you know maybe he genuinely doesn't think he did and whatever i mean this is different though because this was like what three years before inception there's no way nolan forgot that he saw this movie and
2: and and i don't know if nolan's ever acknowledged this or not i don't know it's very possible that it's a coincidence it's it's it happens i get that but you watch this movie and you will be convinced there is no way nolan hasn't seen this movie i don't know why but but nolan strikes me as someone doesn't watch anime
1: (laughs) Yeah, good, that, but maybe I, like, his, his brother didn't tell him
2: the, about it. The main character uh, in this movie is a filmmaker, and th- there is a whole section about uh, you know the 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 Academy aspect ratio. Like the character gives a whole speech about that, which makes me like think. I'm listening. Which makes me think Nolan would love this. Yeah. <laughs> like that's maybe. that's a Nolan thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's anime, so it's trash. We can move on with it. No, and and uh, <laughs> like one one of this director's other earlier movies, I think it's called Perfect Blue. Um, was very much the inspiration for Black Swan. Um, Aronofsky's more uh, aware, not, I won't say aware, um, more open about it in that he actually purchased mm-hmm. the rights to remake it uh, before he made Black Swan, so he was very much aware that's that you know, this, there's some similarities here that I want to do this by the book. That's cool. Um, I plan on watching that soon, because apparently that's fantastic well, as well. And
1: Paprika was based off of a novel of the same name from 1993.
2: So, okay. so yeah, yeah. It's been around. It's, that, it, that it's It's possible yeah. that Nolan, maybe he read the novel instead of that. I, I don't know. Right. Maybe the idea was there. But either way, if you watch this movie, you will come away from it going, oh, oh Nolan liked this movie. Like, there's just, it's that much in it. Um but You like, just admitted he might have, like, heard the idea from the book, so how can you say that? Uh, no, with, uh, okay. certainty? I, I mean, in the sense of this, this story, this concept. <laughs> well, Pete batting like this...
1: for Cristola like it's his uncle. I, I, don't <laughs> I,
2: I like. Inception. I am not I'm having Inception. anyone bad in the name of an anime, alright? I'm just not doing it. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, mean, I love Inception. Like I, said, I like Inception more than this movie, but, th- like, there's a whole point in this movie of, like, okay, well, what's reality and what's the dream and whether or not we can get an idea from this, that's dream not or unique
0: or not. to this in Inception. No,
2: no, the, the ideas from dreams and, and <laughs> sharing that as a concept and stealing these ideas. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you never seen Hitman Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors? I don't think you
1: have, right? <laughs> these are not how, new ideas. They're
2: going to take Pete to watch Paprika. I
1: haven't, I haven't seen happening. that, but um, I know that Freddy's killed 39 people.
2: <laughs> 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 but seriously, great movie. And, uh, if you are a fan of Inception and you're not inherently opposed to anime, like Pete is for whatever goddamn reason, yeah. I would recommend checking out Paprika. It's.
0: Joe is so fabulous. I I remember when Inception came out, I recommended it to someone, and someone said, "Nah, it looks like too much like the Matrix." That, that was like a response at the time. So there's some people who think Inception right. is too Matrixy.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, look, look, we've got a, a long tradition of stealing from anime, right? Like Matrix is stolen from Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. Uh, large par- parts of it. Well, uh, in-
1: inspired. Right. Well, like, yeah. There, okay. There's when there's the I say
2: stolen. I mean, art. it's very. Clear they were fans of this thing. And, yeah. And and and. Yeah, but all ours like that. Like. No, it is, yeah. and, and I'm saying that with paprika and inception. I'm not saying it, Nolan oh, remade it and ripped if, it up entirely. If, he definitely liked this idea, the story.
1: So the reason why Inception is my second favorite Nolan movie after Dark Knight is how much that it's not so much about the movie, but about the theories around the movie. Because I had a friend that we argued about that ending, and we we'll still not agree. To it because he goes into That's the show. be our last, last quick last one. I'm at... But I'm no, at... but the I'm fact at... that this I'm is at... a. As well, but... Yeah, but so I the am the saying this. <laughs> this movie is also about a filmmaker lends credence to the idea oh, of good. Inceptions low key about filmmaking. You know, each, each character plays a, a part in the movie.
2: You know, I, I would say uh, Paprika's more. Obtuse with what it is in that sense. Inception is more. I'll put it this way, right? Subtextual. Apparently, Real
0: Bravo actually inspired Assault on Precinct 13, and Mm -hmm. I can barely see the similarities. So it goes both ways, I suppose. Uh, Also, in that case, Assault on Precinct 13 is way better than Real Bravo. Uh,
2: Again, I said I think Inception is better than this movie, Um, but I think it is very clearly inspired by it. That's not a bad thing. It's anime. It's the the
0: disgusting thing to suggest to anyone with. Any, any talented know. filmmaker to suggest they were inspired by anime? I feel like I'm going to have to draw up a list for Pete for next week. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing into my character here. I'm fully aware that many of directors have been inspired by some anime.
1: Yeah, I mean, Pete hates on anime. I watch that, creature movies. We that's all it. self-parody at a point.
0: That's it. I think anime is the type of thing, though, that I, I can equally buy that half the directors in Hollywood have never watched anime or want to or hate it or whatever.
1: I, cool. I think i think the, uh a previous card, yes but i think you the the ones that are more upcoming anime is just part of pop culture at this point uh, I mean, yeah it? but I, I
0: think anime yeah. is definitely like it's very marmite with people in general and so i think that directors in hollywood are probably equally marmite with anime i, like, I, I think, think half of them are inspired by it and half of uh, them will hate yeah. it are
2: you include things as broad as like the ghibli films which are...
0: Ghibli's kind of more borderline, but even Ghibli, I find myself struggling to pay attention to half of it, so, I mean, a I lot of the problems, the
2: animation style.
0: A lot of it, I have the same issue with, even though it's not as anime as other things.
2: Yeah. No, I get it. Um, I feel like that's got a, a significantly larger audience than a lot of other anime, anime things that we're talking about, where a lot of directors have probably seen a Ghibli movie. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um,
0: but I, I, I feel like, yeah, there'll be a lot of directors who are inspired by some anime stuff um but then there's other directors who i think all hate it with a passion and I, uh, who which ones are which? just you know someone some, sometimes it's easy to say because there's some directors who are matrix is an obvious one uh but then there's other times where i don't yeah. know and it's not actually that that means that the i mean i'm not, I'm not suggesting because i don't like anime the good directors are the ones who aren't inspired by it yeah because alternatively i'm pretty sure michael Bay has never seen anime in his life and i'm not i'm not i'm not vouching for michael Bay movies here uh these are not uh directly connected things by any means uh anyway so yes uh let's move on for the record i tried to get through those as quickly as i could (laughs) yeah it's all matt's fault (laughs) always i talk
1: i'm a talker Uh, we know this
0: uh what's what's left uh we'll do a very quick video games very very quick (laughs) uh I'll just say that I have continued on both Final Fantasy VII Remake and XCOM Chimera Squad. Chimera Squad, I'm over two-thirds through. I've done, I finished the first faction, done the second faction. Uh, what's interesting about that game is that I should have started on at least hard, because normal has proven to be quite easy. Um, I apparently picked the faction that's the easiest one to deal with. Now, don't get me wrong, they are designed so you can pick whichever one in any order, because... When I got to picking the second one after I'd finished the first one, there was notes in both of them saying, "Oh, they've upgraded their, you know, the, the squads and stuff." So you get like a harder version because you're doing them second, which makes sense. But apparently, when I picked was the hardest one. But outside of the actual final mission, which was a bit tough, <laughs> like the rest of it wasn't that bad. So yeah, I'm, I'm I think having... I spoke to you about this before you started that some reviews had said it was. easier than you'd expect i'm having a really easy time now that i'm doing the other ones now after already upgrading my squad (laughs) so now it's like oh okay now i'm just cakewalking through the whole thing but it's also so far into it that i don't want to just start again on hard (laughs) so uh so that's the only issue i have the actual game is pretty fun for ten dollars really good
1: so i i thought i was close to everything on on fallen order and then when i i went out and saw the trophy thing it says Uh. completion it says only 50 percent and i was like no, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like this is why this is what happens when I miss video games. When you think you're almost there, like, and then you went ask plus. through it. Yeah, well, because I'm going back through Fallen Order right now. I'm picking up like that's all. If you want 100
0: percent though, that's not.
1: Yeah, but but even then, I have like 96 percent on one planet, 88 on another, and like 80 on
2: the. So It'll be I'm very like close doing certain events like, you know, yeah. force grabbing this many people, with, right. Like, you know, which let me just tell you, Connor,
1: that game, once you're all souped up and going back through the levels, and I know you said you didn't do it, that game is much more fun as a full on Jedi. I because bet just picking up the dudes, then like freezing them, then picking them up and putting them into their own blaster fire. Uh,
2: one of my favorite things to do. It's
1: it's just so much better. But like, it never gets so I, old. I went through, but I also started uh, God of War 4, but I'm literally four minutes in. Like, all I've done is pilot the boat because my. <laughs> because my buddy came over to try to fix something at my house. So uh, I'll, I'll get back to it, because that game already is way more cinematic than I thought it would be. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. The main
0: menu opens on the tree, right? Got, God, yeah. of, God of War, and you can you can tell this, you can tell that they were looking at what Naughty Dog was doing and said, we want to do a game that's more like that. It's, yeah. Uh, they did it um, I, I wouldn't say that, but... Uh, they, I mean, they basically said the two main inspirations were Last of Us and Resident Evil 4, and you can feel that when you're playing that game.
2: It's a great um,
1: game. I already do like, too, that the save feature, I can just save wherever I'm at, and it sure, it might cut me That's back to things. Kind of
2: most games now.
1: Well, again, so, like, with, with Spider-Man and, and Fallen Order, you had to get to certain points that would allow you to save, which... Yeah,
2: I'd say those are in the minority. Yeah. But being away from
1: games for so long, I thought that became the new... Uh, that's how games were and it's an annoyance of ash when i'm like i need I to get to remember a save spider-man having to wait to save yeah i remember having to get to certain points before i could save it i mean if yeah. you're
0: doing a story mission like it's yeah. it's, it's all saving at every checkpoint anyway you don't have to like, yeah i don't know spider-man's not a game i think of of like no. oh you have to get to a point to save it
1: well i just remember not doing it at one point and then having to redo a thing again so it got into my head if i don't want to redo it i have to get to a checkpoint yeah, Before but if, I the checkpoints
2: are so close together that I don't think it's like a... Well,
1: no, it's not like fun.
2: I'll give you a story about save points in a minute, don't worry. Anyway,
0: anyway so Final Fantasy VII, Uh, like, you, I actually is put... Chapter in... 9 yet? Well, I'm actually, I'm near the end of Chapter 9. It sounds mm-hmm. like I've not done much since last week because I was on Chapter 8 last week. But here's the thing, it's still like six, seven hours of game time. <laughs>
2: so Ch- Chapter 9 is a side quest chapter. Uh, so it's Chapter 8. Yeah, yeah, but there's more in Chapter 9. Well, there's not. There's less. Half as many side quests. <laughs> they are longer ones, then, for sure. Because there's definitely more meaty side quests in... Um... I
0: literally just did it. Let me explain, right? Stop trying to <laughs> protect what I'm about to say. So, Chapter 8 has six side quests. Uh, you do a bunch of stuff, you do so many games, whatever. Uh, chapter 9 has a lot of main story stuff before the side quests open up. Because I got to the point where... I thought I was about to go do the last part of the chapter... Because uh, 'cause I'd finished the column C and stuff, which is like all these fights you do for to win a competition. With, with the house. Uh with the house, yes. Uh and I thought, oh I'll just finish out the rest of the chapter. But then it opened up some side quests and I'll like, oh wait, the side quest before I finish the chapter. Alright, fine, you know what? I'll stop here. So that's where I am just now. Um but I've done all the stuff, where you go get the massage and there's other things and you're in the wall market and all the rest of it. Which
2: which massage did you choose? Oh, I got the premium one. Hmm, okay. Oh, you fine. might have different quests to me, depending on what other events you do. Okay. Because there's different side quests at this point, and that's why I say there's there's that a few here.
0: I will say this, Matt. When you get you the have to hand, pick
1: different massages.
0: When that when you get the hand massage, it's very suggestive. Yeah. The camera sort yeah. of slowly backs away and fades to black as you hear Cloud going, uh... Uh... Yeah. He's, he's making all sorts so of he,
1: By the end of it, he just he was very happy. Oh yeah. Well, he so comes we- out and he's like.
2: Joe was, was so weird th-
0: about that section. Is that right after that? For like, like ten seconds until you trigger the next dialogue option, you play as Aerith. It switches to Aerith for control for like ten seconds for no reason. And the only real suggestion is, is that Cloud is so out of it that it, you're like, no, 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 he you can't control him. He's too busy leaning against the wall. You have to control her to trigger uh, the next. That's a scene.
1: good. That's a good massage.
0: <laughs> real. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so. No, the game's still fun. I, I, I'm I, enjoying the combat. Uh, the the main characters are mostly like well, Cloud's by far the worst one. Um, I, In its defense, pretty sure that's by intention. I yeah. mean, I guess. But, I mean, the reason I why mean- I don't like him, though, is because he's a little anime shit. But what I do... <laughs> what, I, what I did like is, I mean, I thought the start Chapter name was a little bit annoying because uh, we were going through like, the sort of tunnel with the robotic arms to get to the mm-hmm. next section.
2: That's the worst puzzle bit of the game.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a bit tedious. But uh, there was one joke at the end of that. There's like a lot of sort of running gags throughout that, where she keeps wanting to high five her, and he keeps not doing it. I do love that eventually, when you get a prompt to high five her, you have to hold it in for ages, and his hand
2: slowly rises because like, he's really hesitant, and, and, and really he funny. just holds it there, and she's like, "Oh, now you wanted to high five? Sorry." Uh,
0: yeah. Also, there's a bit where someone like bad-mouths her and says she should be, should maybe look nice, she cleans up a bit, and she turns to Cloud and goes cloud permission to kill which was really kind of like like not of a character because it, it works it's for a sense like, of humor but adorable funny yeah, uh, yeah. so that was that was kind of funny that said though uh i'm team
2: tifa so just FYI. yeah
1: i was gonna say i remember getting attached <laughs> to tifa because she I... punches things like that's her <laughs> she, weapon and i, does, and I yeah. love it
2: i tweeted this week and, and p hasn't got to yet but the best thing about final fantasy 7 remake by far is any time that Aerith and Tifa are together. Like, okay. hands down, that is the best bits of, those game, of uh, that game. Jen
1: Bartel would agree too, because
2: that's, <laughs> Jen that's all over
1: her Twitter feed. It so. is
2: Every interaction they have is fantastic. Yeah. So okay. good.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, so,
0: there you go. That's the other thing I want to mention games otherwise, is that I, I, that's why I mentioned I got my new monitor, right? And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it has a very specific <sighs> gaming feature that... I've never experienced before it's 144 hertz and it has uh, what's called FreeSync. which if you play games a pc you'll know you'll know what vsync is and you'll have to turn it on if you don't have a newer monitor uh and this is basically a, a monitor refresh rate sort of technology that lets it sort of run
2: smoothly no matter how much the frame rate is changing it so basically don't... yeah it, it matches the frame rate so it doesn't yeah. tear. because yeah. so you Sync locks it at either 30 or 60 depending on what your refresh rate or, your monitor or is. potentially 120 if you've got a one that's a yeah. that high Depending on what your monitor is and it locks it at that so that it's stable and whereas if you don't okay you, you might be at 65 and then drop to 60 which doesn't sound that bad but it creates a noticeable tearing effect usually at the top or bottom of the screen yeah. uh, and the thing is is because
0: like your your old older monitors only got to 60 hertz which is 60 frames per second you don't really feel the benefit of being higher anyway whereas because I got 144 frames monitor which are a lot more affordable now uh like, and I got a higher resolution, too, so it looks great, too. But like, So I, I tested some games out that I'm used to with this new refresh rate, and I don't have the graphics card yet to really push ridiculous frames rate, although I did put on Alien Isolation, which is from 2014, which I was running at, like, 140 frames, <laughs> because I wanted to see what it felt you like. Can, yeah, yeah. Um, And it does feel different. Like, it feels really responsive and, like, yeah. smooth and buttery, and it feels like, I don't know, like... I'm a little bit worried that when the PS5 comes out and I play exclusives on that, I'm going to be like, this doesn't feel as good.
2: Why does this not feel as good? Probably, <laughs> yeah. I, I, just to, to say what the difference between V-Sync and G-Sync is, whereas V-Sync syncs your 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 game's performance to your monitor, so it syncs the game 260 or 30 or 120, whatever that may be, so it locks it at that. And G Sync does the opposite, where it locks your monitor to whatever the game is doing. So if the monitor's at 65, if the game's at 65, the monitor's at 65. If the game goes up to 80, the monitor will move up to 80, and it'll match it that way.
0: I got one that's FreeSync, which is AMD's technology, but that's uh, open source, and uh, you can run G Sync compatible graphics cards with it, and it'll work.
2: Good, because I was never sure about that. They're they're always a little unclear.
0: There's a. No, I mean. I would definitely make look at reviews to see if it's what cuz there's like a 1% of like the monitors that technically will have some issues with it but for the most part it, they're completely adaptable
2: cuz Nvidia has their own called G-Sync which is
0: yes. exclusive just to their cards and it costs a lot more to get a monitor with G-Sync cuz it's proprietary. Yeah. yeah. What The hell's oh, that, that noise? Right? Matt? Uh, 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 my dog's my
1: I think Ash No no it's a, te- it's a tech, tech thing. Gotcha. I'm plugging my
2: Yeah, it's on the phone. Yeah, yeah, it's you. You got it? Yeah. Yeah, um, As for me, the only game I've really played uh, is uh, Yakuza 0. I actually finished it last night. And by last night, I mean very early this morning. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Because I'll talk about one of the side quests that I particularly want to talk about in a second. um, But, oh boy, the ending of that game is long uh because it, it goes okay you're gonna go into the final section now there's no coming back to the city and you know i did this at about half three last night with the intention of playing until four half four which is kind of what i've been doing lately well that's fine um yeah there's no goddamn save points in that final section uh, two and a half hours of like you know fights and then three boss fights in a row multiple characters that you jump bang for nothing no save point whatsoever so i had to just get through it get through it all finish the final boss 40 goddamn minutes of cutscenes, then the uh. credits and then another cutscene at the end of the credits like god damn it I mean don't get me wrong it was really good I enjoyed every second of it but I was tired and I wanted to finish <laughs> I just want to save point about an hour earlier um, it, it was very frustrating that I couldn't um, but one of the side quests that I particularly want to mention that I, I really enjoyed there's a lot of enjoyable side quests because like I said the last week of the game Proper, like, crime mafia, like, mob story, what you expect lots of twists and elements. Uh, very impressive how it actually, by the, towards the end of the game, manages to actually get emotion out of it. Like, I didn't think it was going to, I didn't think I cared. And then, oh, then it does a scene, and I'm like, oh, I actually give a shit. This, this, care, you know, I care about this now. Uh, so that caught me off guard. That was impressive. Um, one, of the, one of the side quests that really stood out to me was helping a, a director. I helped, you know, there's the, a the director and he's like, hey, can you come and shoot this music video? You know, We need help organising it and, you know, sorting it out. He's a bit of a diva. Can you come and help us out? So you go there and you meet the director, uh, one Stephen Spining, with such recent hits as A.T. and Indiana Gene." <laughs> uh, and and would you like to help him shoot this new music video for this pop star, Miracle Johnson, who is
1: definitely Luther not Jackson. Michael Jackson.
2: Yeah. Uh, he's not moonwalking, moonwalking. he's sunrunning he, he absolutely moonwalks into the room uh, and then, and then his, his video that he wants to film is um, uh, Michael Jackson wants to film a, a video where zombies come and attack him but he doesn't want the, you know, so he doesn't want the zombies to fake it and look like, like they're, they're not doing it because he wants to go 110% he wants to make this look real damn it the zombies got a lot coming for him so you've got to be his bodyguard and escort him while he moonwalks and dances down the street You've got to, like, fight off the zombies extras from attacking him. It's fantastic. It's, that is the, the best I can describe as this complete dichotomy of what this game is, where you have not Steven Spielberg directing not Michael Jackson from not you know fake zombies in this music video to then this ultra-serious mob story. And then you get to recruit Steven Spielberg to be a manager in your real estate business later on. It's it's great. I love it. Um, it was a fantastic game. I might play something else before I play Kawami. Not sure yet. Uh, I might also go back on and finish off some of the real estate things because I got quite into that. I got really addictive buying, go, you know, buying the buildings in the various sections and then running back. And... Yeah, no, it's a fantastic game. Um, it's actually on sale on PS4 right now in their Big in Japan sale. Uh, if if you've got that, so I recommend it. Um, if not, it's on Game Pass if you're on Xbox or PC.
0: Okay, alright, we'll move on then to the final part of the show, I think, uh, which is uh, Patreon books and stuff like that. Uh, I've got one that I did uh, that was bought through a stream, Uh, Connor's got uh, a makeup one for last month. Uh, Not not his fault, admittedly, because the the book that was picked wasn't available in Comixology or anywhere else uh, that was accessible, Uh, but, uh, so I'll let Connor go first, Uh, you're going to do Severed Issue 1, which was Tyler's Patreon pick. Everyone to patreon.com slash uh, There's a tier in Patreon where you can make me or Connor read a book on the show. And Tyler decided to be merciful and give Connor a good book. When he almost gave him oh, one of the worst looking books ever. But he gave him Severed Issue 1 instead.
2: Yeah, this is uh, Scott Snyder and Scott Tuft uh, on writing and art by Attila Futaki. Um, I've read this before. I've read The Trade about, I don't know, six or seven years ago. Maybe uh, it was a long time ago, and I remember loving it. Um, but obviously, I read it just as one trade, so this was a new experience mm-hmm. for me. Uh, this is a a horror book, I say, from from Snyder earlier in his career. He was, I mean, not so early. He he'd been doing Batman. He'd got American Vampire underway, um, but then this was like his first non DC or Vertigo thing. That, that so it's a little bit different. Um, the book opens in the fifties, maybe, and it's this this grandfather and his son, you know, and they're talking about things, and you know his son, uh, the the grandson, sorry, comes in, and it's like, hey, I got this this letter, this note, um, this uh, this guy gave it to me and said to to pass it along to you, and he's like, oh, what is it? He's like, oh, not a stranger, it was, you know, the, from not from the stranger, was from an old friend of yours, he said, and he looks at this letter, and he goes, oh God. Uh, and then he you know, goes. I tell people I lost my my arm in the war. You know, even my wife doesn't know the truth. But sometimes the truth is just too horrible. And then we uh, we cut back forty odd years to uh, nineteen sixteen. To uh, Jack, our main character here, as a, as a younger boy, uh, he's probably in his, his early teens, and he plays the the viola. And and this is a big part because you know his whole thing here is for like five or six pages is. He kind of wants to just—he's talking to his mom. There's a lot of banter. He wants to run off, just be a hobo and play the viola and you know live off that. As you do. Yeah, and and it's 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 light-hearted banter, and, and his mom's like, ah yeah, we'll, we'll go to school, and you know I can't wait to tell the ladies at the at the club that my son's a bona fide hobo. You know, you'll be so proud. You know, you'll be so proud. you know, passing around the moonshine around a fire. You know, it, it's it's all this really natural banter that I feel like a lot of comics and TV miss with teenagers and their parents actually you know they, they they often fall into that trap of just you know being angry at each other but this is a this really natural banter uh and then it turns out no he was actually being serious and he runs away at night uh, in the middle of the night uh, and jumps on a train uh, and this is actually what well, the issue actually cuts away for a large portion and talks about how you know it starts with, you know his his nightmare was just beginning but for another boy it was happening right now and uh, we cut to um, this uh, orphanage in a completely different state. I think um, where this guy who works for uh, General Electric comes and picks up this this orphan. It's like, hey, you're going to come work for us now because, you know, why not? You've been selected. We we pick up one every so often. And um, it takes him out to this house. It's so, like, well, you're gonna we're gonna have to practice in in a in a in a fake house first. We can't have you in a you know a house that people live in doing. Electrical stuff—that would be terrible. But this guy is—is really—he's got this sinister attitude, and there's a lot of like really dark undercurrent tones. Where you know he talks you know behind these pearly whites, I got razor sharp teeth, and you know razor sharp teeth is bolded just to give you this clue of where this is going. Uh, but there's—he he sends the the boy into the house. Basically, he gives him jump cables, and he's teaching them, hey, you know, we're positive to negative. Don't touch them together, or you'll fry us both. Whatever. Um, Just go down, find the find the box, hook them up, no problem. And the kid's like, "Hey, it's dark down here." It's like, "Yeah, that's kind of the point. That's why we're here." (laughs) So, a little banter like that. But as for the kids, run in. He uh, pops out his teeth, and you know he's obviously got these fake teeth, and he pops them in a box. And it's like, well, that's kind of unusual, but you don't see what's there just yet. and then, you know, we, we see the rest of, of this story with the boy in the house. And it's actually, we'll we cut back to the end of the issue. We've got some more stuff with Jack, but uh, he's down there kind of get, rumbling around the dark, trying to find the box to hook things up. And He's like, hey, I got it, I got it. And then the guy shows up and he's got very vampire looking teeth, and, but not just the fangs, like, all of them are incredibly sharp. And uh, that's actually the cliffhanger for the issue. This, this guy about to very clearly eat this young child. It's very sinister looking. Um, Jack has a little bit more where he's on the train. Um, basically, his mum files a report, going, "Hey, you know, he's missing." She goes and talks to the local police and says, "You know, hey, you know, he's missing." They're like, "Okay, well, where's the father?" And she, "Well, I don't know. You know, his uh, my husband passed away before Jack was born. Jack's actually an orphan. Um, I adopted him, but there's never been any contact." And there's a really nice segue here where that never been any contact segues into Jack uh, reading a letter from his dad. He's like, hey, you're you're old enough to come travel the world. Uh, you know, come out and see me in Chicago. Uh, I'll be waiting. So that's why he's jumped on the train. And um, but as he does, uh, a guy is on the train, like, hey, this is my train. I'm going to cut it short and you know throws him out. And uh, he grabs on uh, to a you know one of the, the like a ladder sticking off the side, and is hanging on. And he he gets rescued by some people in another cab. Uh, but uh, it doesn't have any money left. He's lost his viola in in the in the bit with the the guy who just robbed him and threw him out the train. So he's got nothing now, uh, and that's where we leave him, just off on his journey with absolutely nothing. And the other kid about to be eaten by uh Mr. Porter, the, the guy who is the the vampiric teeth. Um, there's such a, an atmosphere to this book, though. The artist, um, it's such an interesting shift because this artist before this did the uh percy jackson adaptation which i think was interesting mm. a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and obviously you know you, you can picture this art uh, being very suitable for that greek mythology angle but here it's just a lot darker a lot of really heavily shaded figures like you know the, uh, mr porter this, this evil demonic figure he wears a hat and it's, it's always really shadowy over his face just this grin occasionally peeking out uh, lots of stuff at night these creepy trees it's, uh, it's a gorgeous book it's excellently paced. Um, yeah, no, this is a great first issue that uh, really introduces Jack as our as our main character who's going to be going forward, and we're going to follow his journey, but also introduces the threat through this other boy and, and kind of seeing what he's going to come up against and what he's going to come to, uh, without obviously having to have that meeting A Really solid first issue. Give it, a, give it an eight. I remember liking this first issue because I re- I have read
0: the first issue of this uh, way back when it came out in 2011. Um. Well, I don't know what happened at the time, but I uh, it, It's but interesting that it's, it's seven issues as well, instead of yeah. the usual, you know, six. I uh, mapped it out and said this was the best format for it, I don't know. But, uh, there you go. Uh, so I've got one. I have Telos number one. Uh, thanks for that, David. Uh, written by Jeff King. Art by uh, Carlo Pugolain. This came out of Convergence, and... What's going on in this book? Who is this character? What's happening? Piece of show at me. I have no idea. Uh, basically, whoever this Telos is, he's mad. Uh, he's coming for Brainiac. Uh, he's pissed. He blames Brainiac for not having his family, and Brainiac uh you know tries to talk him down. He, he telus is smashing his bots and everything else. He's invading into his main ship, and ultimately the issue is about him wanting to kill a Brainiac, and Brainiac trying to make him a deal because he wants Telus to go down to Kolu and deal like the the person in charge in kolu he wants to be you know, taken down he wants to overthrow him and there's like a resistance on kolu uh and he wants to tell us to go down and help with that uh, this much i figured out based on the dialogue and based on what was going on there's definitely elements to this i mean i don't really know who this guy in charge is in Kolu, if this is like a, a ldc character or whatever um there's some backstory here which it even says at one point see convergence issue eight no thank you uh, don't do that But uh, about, about how Brainiac sent Telos to this part of space saying that his family would be there, his wife and kids and he went in there and there was just nothing, it was just space <laughs> his calculation was off uh, I, I mean it was a relatively quick read I guess because a lot of it was just smashing and fighting through robots and stuff it wasn't overly, overly wordy I'll give it that, it was like a sort of typical amount of, you know, the density of text was about on par for a modern comic book uh, so I'll give it that much uh, once it went down to Colio, though, and there's this weird firehead looking emperor dude. Uh, like, I, I, mean, I don't know who this is. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and the fact is, is that you know, Brainiac's trying to explain what's happened and why he did what he did. And, uh, you know, the art's okay. Pigglynn's a fine artist, you know. Um, I've <laughs> liked him on many a thing over the last few years. Yeah. That's true. You know, uh, there's not. Like I can I have no context for who this is. It, this is supposed to be an issue one, and I get that it's spinning out of something, but there really is no attempt to give it's, me any context of who this is. It's always
2: really annoying where if you put an issue one, even if it's spinning out of something, you should make it function as a from the pages right?
1: of convergence.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. As... But
2: you should make it function that hey, if you didn't read the other thing, this still works. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I. So, it was
0: a really mind-boggling read. There was not a lot of context for what's going on. Uh, and it has one of the lamest, kind of, like, weird little twists. So, so Brainiac explains that he has to go and help this leader of the Resurgence down below this woman. Uh, and he's not happy about it. And it's like, and he's like, "Well, what's to stop me from just siding with the Emperor, dude, and, like, going against you? She's like, well, you could, but, like, I actually have a chance of making you find your family again. She's in one of the the, the many bottled universes or whatever that, that I had. Uh, and you, you'll find her again, but you'll only do that through me um, And he wants Telos to give him a part of his power back because Bruniak's not a full power And he's like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. So we're gonna have to do it this way then Because Bruniac said if you just gave him my full power, I could fix this right now But he doesn't trust him because Bruniak's done him dirty uh, And sure enough, he's still doing him dirty because after he leaves the final page of the issue is Bruniak talking To some mysterious face on the planet. He says, I am delivering Telos as promised. Remember our deal. So, lo and behold, Brainiac's being a villain, and he's already setting him up to be double-crossed. Shocking. Yeah, absolutely diabolical. Uh, There's not a whole lot of structure to this book. Uh, The first half, like I say, is just, like, fighting through robots as there's, like, yelling about, Brainiac, I'm coming for you! But honestly, it's, uh... I mean, it's not the worst issue of anything I've ever read, by any means. It's just, there's a lack of context... Uh, and obviously, I'm not invested in whoever Telos says. Uh, his design doesn't exactly fill me with that much interest either. And the fact that he's got Brainiac kind of covering before him—I mean, they do explain afterwards that Brainiac's not a full strength, but it does feel a bit odd in the context of Brainiac being Brainiac, because you know he's a pretty tough dude. Uh, so you know, Bra- Brainiac—you know it does always come across as this kind of guy who's not or, that's a guy using that term mostly. Uh, who's not really scared of anything. Uh, he's always kind of thinking ahead. It uh, makes me think of an AI uh, in a classic, and he is you know partially like computerized, but uh, you know it's it's interesting. But yeah, so having him just sort of cover between you know below this guy, as if he's actually scared of him, that doesn't exactly you know as a reader who's not uh, you've not introduced me to who this character is, so just immediately shown Rainiac being scared of him. Uh, doesn't make me like him. It makes me go, "Oh, why? Why is Brainiac uh, being fed to this new character? This is like it makes me think of John Cena. This guy's John Cena, and graniac's <laughs> being fed to him. I don't like
1: it. Right, and not um, not the fun John Cena that was doing the U.S. title <laughs> challenges and getting good matches. This is like you know, if Cena wins, re riot, Cena. Right?
0: Yeah. So you know, that's what it is. But, uh, yeah, that's Telus issue one. I mean, if I was to give it something, I'd probably give it, like, a a 4.5. Like, it's not complete garbage, but it doesn't do anything to draw me in uh, as an issue one. And I I don't think spying out of another comic, like, it should still at least, I don't know, like, have just a bit of narration at the start that explains what happened to Telus and why he's angry. (laughs) It would be nice it just starts with him already coming for brainiac it it genuinely feels like it's not an issue one it feels like issue three at least of something so that's a whisper stream but yeah so thanks for that david yeah but there you go that is uh that is the uh picture Week. i do have more david david has more for me to read i'll do one of those next week uh given so we are back to some normal comics next week Uh, not a lot of them admittedly so it's still going to be kind of a weird show but it will be comics from the multiverse uh, we will probably still talk about other comics we're reading, you know, to give that some extra material, because um, we're all kind of doing that just now anyway. Um, okay. Do you want the list of what's coming out next week? I've got the list here. Uh, okay. I-, I was prepared. Get um, you. So, you know, you, so we'll have comics from the two or two hundred one, but there will still be some other non-DC talk. Uh, but mostly just comic books. We'll sort of, you know, dial back on movies and video games and stuff like that, because uh, uh, it's comics from the multiverse again. Um, and who knows? Maybe if we like a little off, like a little Marvel talk at some point, maybe that'll be a thing that will stick around if we all keep reading stuff. But uh, certainly not the the main focus of the show. Uh, but what is coming next week? Um, uh, released on the fifth of May. This is. Uh, we have Batman the Outsiders number twelve. We have. I'm just skipping the trades and stuff. The Flash seven five three. We have green lantern season two issue three hawkman 23 uh house of west Position 20 is out joker harley criminal sanity number four is out yeah, and that's, that's it is, that's it yeah uh so not a lot of books I, I think between us uh there's like four that we'll be talking about next week uh yeah. so we'll do that um you know i'll probably do some more immortal hulk maybe i'll talk a little bit about that maybe you guys will uh we, i might all do more on uh, new wolverine have a little update on that as well mm-hmm. um and we'll probably take a few questions to uh, but that'll be the show next week. Uh, so we actually have some comics back, which is exciting. Uh, even if it is such a small amount. But you know what?
1: I'm pumped yeah. for a
0: couple of these new books. comics. Yeah. yeah, buddy. So, yeah, Hulkman, Matt. We got Hulkman next week. Yeah, dude. I'm
1: so excited.
0: Yeah, I'm not fussed about that, and I'm not looking forward to Flash. Of course. Uh, but uh, I oh, I'm pump- not reading Flash. We're Flash yeah, is dead keep, to me right keep, now. Keep you on your own, Flash. I'll yeah. do it. I'll do. It. I'll suffer through it, but I'm not looking forward I'll to do it. it. Uh, i'll read flash i'm crazy yeah that's, but, that's what that energy was but uh, i am looking forward to outsiders and criminal sanity uh yep. happily man, so. man i'm
1: so so so
0: stoked so hey uh that is what's coming next week of course you can let us know what you think in the comments below uh I, you know i didn't mention patreon earlier normally i do that actually no, I, I always mean to do it in the middle but i always forget uh but thank you to our patreon producers uh, for the month uh that's david short tyler hess alison fordice and cindy Palacios. Uh, i did that without my uh, my note in front of me so it was a different order but i did remember them all without thinking about it too hard uh so thank you to you guys they're all patreon producers that means they're patrons at the 20 dollars and up but you don't have to be a patron at that tier you can support us for as little as one dollar per month and get some bonuses for your troubles uh five dollar tiers we get a lot of the stuff for the comic podcast you get all the multiverse shows including comics including previously obviously previously went up this week so you can check out that if you haven't already uh but they all go up a day early at the five dollar tier and you get to vote uh fairly frequently on uh books that we'll do them previously uh because we're doing it more weekly now although we did skip one week this past month but mostly weekly uh, we're getting through those Patreon pick books a little bit quicker, so the votes are a bit more frequent. Uh, there, there was one that just finished. Uh, we're going to be doing Shazam the New Beginning uh, to replace Superman Emperor Joker, uh, which I'm, I can't wait for because it means Emperor Joker will be over. Oh, God. Because <laughs> uh, it's really bad. But, you know, uh, you could do that at the $5 tier. Uh, but there's all stuff as well, and like you said, the higher tiers you can make me and Connor read a book if you want, or whatever. But, uh, go have a look at Patreon, uh, you can also support us in other ways for free, of course, by rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts, give it a review, it helps us out a lot, like, subscribe, comment on YouTube, all those things, all of it does to help. Uh, you'll notice that the show is in 1080p on YouTube going forward, it was in 720p for the first 200 episodes, but 201 onwards is the 1080p era. Bad time. Yeah. Uh, and maybe in five years time we'll eventually be in 4k but <laughs> for now NAP. Uh Which, to be honest for our faces talking is I think more than sufficient uh, but hey that is uh that is all that uh, so yeah uh, check out all the MailFuzz TV stuff uh, I stream often uh, we have movie podcasts I do with Tim Screams After Midnight with Tara I do the Atomic Cinema Experiment me and Cara review TV shows uh, a bunch of fun stuff um, there's a couple of new perks for Patreon that I've got ideas for that I've not discussed with the others yet, but uh, they're coming. Uh, <laughs> Connor's making eyes because he's worried. Well, he's... yeah,
2: they're, they're coming pending
0: our approval. <laughs> Honestly, they, they can happen with, with or without Card's approval, really. He doesn't have to be involved. But, uh, yes. Anyway, uh, but that is us. So, thank you uh, for, for joining us. Um, once again, I'm just trying to remember if I missed anything that I usually do. I don't think so. Uh, but as, as, I'm really hungry so I'm gonna go uh, I've actually ordered food I ordered food when Connor was talking about his Patreon book I haven't yet I'm going I'm <laughs> to order soon because I'm smart like that uh, but thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it hopefully you've enjoyed us trying to come up with something entertaining uh, where there's been no comic books over the last five episodes of quarantine but we are back to some normality next week and it seems to be more normal by the week uh, as we go from there uh, looking at the schedule so thank you once again we always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics and filling time in the quarantine. And always remember to always remember that Gary Busey was prestigious enough to be in Hitman. <laughs>